three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right, all right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It's Tuesday, July 19th, one day closer to football, one day closer to the start of a new season of Cardinal Athletics. Welcome in to 1450, beat the Big X. 96-1. Man, I fell all over that one. Didn't know where I was going after that. Changed it up, didn't know where to go. We're 42 days away? 42, I believe, was the Cardinal Strong countdown today on Card Chronicle. Okay, I didn't even see that. I was just trying to... No, no, no. I take, take it back. We're both way off. 46. 46. Oh, not, you should, you, I like it better when you go lower, not higher. I knew it was Dexter Heyman on the Funny picture. I couldn't remember what his number was. But 46 is the answer. 46 days away from kickoff. We're basically, I like to view it as we're now under 50. So it's like a month and a couple weeks. It that, makes it sound even closer. That also means that we're probably less than that to fantasy drafts. Fantasy draft time is coming. I have one starting tomorrow. I know you, I remember last year you'd had like, you'd already, by the time we started doing the show, which was mid-August. You'd already done like 17 fantasy drafts. I've already done one for this year's come draft. Yeah, my, you're, you're an animal. Those damn dynasty drafts doing the six hours between picks that I have. Remember, I I bitched and moaned about those last year. You did. I, I will bitch and moan about them again this year. Don't worry. Shocking development. Yeah, because I, I still hate them. Uh, I've done one already, and I start another one tomorrow. We, I mean, uh, we're not going to stoop so low as to fantasy talk on July 19th. Like, we're, we're desperate for some sports. <laughs> I know it's All-Star Game Tuesday, no, we, but we're not that desperate. I mean, if we, we were desperate, desperate, we'd, like, put me in a, we'd bring in a hypnotist or have me. Well, that's, gonna ha- that's happening. I mean, we're coming. We've only got less than 45 days. I did. I taped the, the commercial that we have that runs on WBNA. Yeah. I do it on Tuesday. My guy Jay comes in here and we comes do it. Comes on after the. <laughs> which is how you always know it's, it, like, I came in here to do it because I'm always in here a little bit earlier yeah. than usual. Uh, so I came in here at one, did that, and I did mention on one of the the cuts that I did about the hypnotist. Oh my! <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it onto the TV land, which makes this now. Now we have to make it happen. Did Did you mention me talking wrestling again on this one? Did not, because I, I love that I you, mentioned you talking '80s movies on this one. I love that you, you mentioned the the me talking wrestling, and it runs during OVW programming. <laughs> like like listen to Trevor ramble on about nonsense for re- like wrestling for, for 20 minutes, like I'm a like, loser. Hey, this is perfect advertising. though. it's I mean. Again, unfortunately, like you, you, I wish you could see some of the commercials that do come around. You told me. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's good. Uh, we're on until 6 o'clock today. It's a normal show. Uh, Louisville Bats off this week. It is. Well, Friday. Uh, Friday, we'll, we'll be out at 530. Yeah. But besides that, we got normal week. Uh, Bats are off this week. It is all-star week in Major League Baseball. I kind of Did you watch any of the Home Run Derby I did last not night? even remember it was on. I, I'd forgotten until my friend started texting me about it. 
I mean, which it, makes me sad because the home run derby was a thing that I won't even say like even as a kid, even into like my mid twenties, <sighs> I kind of got into it. I, I did always I got excited about it, and then when it would start, I got bored very quickly because it, yeah. you know, the idea sounds fun. The home run's the most exciting play in sports. I stand by that. I think it is, but. Like when you see twenty of them in a row, it's just kind of like okay. You're watching batting practice. I, I kind of want to I mean, see a kid get hit in the head now. Like that's yeah. that's all I'm looking forward to. Is, is, is one of these kids going to take a fly ball to the dome? By the fourth, which I'm pi- shocked has not happened. By at the this fourth point. pitch, you're just yeah, you're just watching the kids in the all outfield right. run into each other. And, stream's and not working, by the way. The stream's not working. Several people have now let us know. Stream is not working. Okay, let me see if I can get this. There we go. All right. Because yesterday it was one person at three oh six, and then it was it was uh, fine. I know what it is. And now today it's lots of people. All right, we should be good. Also, we're not on air. No, we're good now. Okay. Are we actually on the radio? Yes. Okay. When people say not on air, it makes me a little bit nervous. I like to claim that this is a ploy by me to raise podcast numbers. (laughs) 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 It it sounds reasonable. If you only listen on terrestrial radio or stream, (laughs) you're missing 20% of every show. Listen to the podcast. I mean, let's be honest, though. People only really listen for the first 30 minutes of the show anyway to see where we our minds are at that's not we, true at all before we calm down and actually like get organized all right stream is working now we have okay see now, this is the problem now when this happens now we have like 27 consecutive texts from people saying the stream is working i appreciate all of you but now we've lost the text at the beginning of the show that's okay well so the, the other the other ploys to see if people are actually listening to the show texture says say bleep if you aren't on the air <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna do that <laughs> no but i was saying the, the home run derby which i i am shocked that it's- like I've been saying this since I was probably 18 years old. At some point in time, one of those kids in the outfield is going to take a line drive to the face, and it's going to end all the like the feel good like little kids in the. I cannot believe it hasn't happened yet. I mean that is a lawsuit waiting to happen. I mean, assuming we, 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 have we had one going like running towards it and like just bam right into the wall as the ball goes over the fence. Uh, I feel like there's been a couple of that. I mean, watching the kids like it, like waiting for a NASCAR tr- uh, car wreck is just, like after the third home run is. The only excitement in it, right? I'm kind of with you. Unless you have, unless you have one of your guys in it, like when um, when Todd Frazier won for the Reds when it was at Grand American Ballpark, yeah. that was the only cool thing that happened to the Reds that entire year. <laughs> Last decade, probably. I mean, well, Jonathan India one time hit a game tying home run against the Padres, and then they lost an extra innings. But it was cool at the time. <laughs> wow, the if a highlight is from a mid June game, I mean, it was mid June. Yeah, that's correct. He that's also the, was National League Rookie of the not, Year. It's not. A, it's not a great long list of accomplishments well, to be excited about. We were the seventh seed in the expanded COVID playoffs a few years ago, well, and scored zero runs in two games. I mean, but then again, the Reds are responsible for long COVID, so I mean, they 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 are the. the it's, are it's called long Cincinnati COVID. God, if the you, big C. The big C. The new big <laughs> I don't, C. I don't know if we can say that. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, the show, long C. Anything Showtime might sue us over copyright. I mean, is the also is the home run derby? Would you rank it not as a child? Because in my youth, I would put I would put the uh, what I'm about to say the other ahead of uh, probably all the all star kind of slam dunk contest. Slam dunk contest. Yeah, I know yeah. you're a big fan back in the day. I mean, but it's been dead pretty much since like the mid '90s. Like you, like you had occasional, you had the occasional one-offs, like the Kobe year and the Vince, Vince Carter, Carter year. But outside of that, since really D. Brown screwed everything up by doing that stupid, I'm going to look in my arm and beat Sean Kemp, who had a better dunk than me seven days a week and twice on Sunday. It's been kind of, it, 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 every year it almost takes two steps more steps back. The, the death, the death knock, the knock was the Nate Robinson year. When, we when missed like 17 times. Yeah, they're like, we, we want to recreate a Spud Webb moment. Go watch the 86 one when Spud Webb won it in Dallas. 
awesome. And guess what? He didn't miss nine dunks to do it. So you didn't like a few years ago because I'm sort of with you in terms of like nothing shocks me anymore, nothing amazes me anymore. So the slam dunk contest is kind of dead. But but a few years ago, whenever the Aaron Gordon Zach Levine thing happened. That to me was cool. I didn't. I, I remember. Like they were pretty unreal. I, it didn't really. No. So basically, it's going to take somebody like levitating to the rafters and dropping down the dunk for you to be like, yeah, it was okay. I mean, or have you have a gimmick kind of a Nate Robinson without having to to fix it to where you make it that he's going to win? I mean, if you're going to do that, at least just do it on tape delay and cut edit it out. I mean, if that's the case. I mean, yeah, because and also when you got guys that are like above six foot seven ish. I know Sean Kemp was a pretty cool dunk contest, and he's six eleven. But anytime you're over like six seven, it kind of it, it does take away from it a little bit, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that there's no dunks really you can do that you haven't seen already. I mean, the last real creation was probably Isaiah Riders between the leg, which we've seen now, you know, over and over. But since then, there hasn't been really anything new brought to the table. But that doesn't mean it still well, can't be fun. That. Like the the Aaron Gordon behind the back, like thing, like in between the legs was pretty unreal. Like that had never been a little before. twist to it. I mean, yeah, like that was pretty unique and pretty insane. But like, I, I so think one of my favorite still is Rex Chapman throwing it up behind his back and then catching it, like alluping it to himself into a back dunk. Yeah, which Underrated, now like you see that you know. People like kid like you see that in like fourteen year old AAU videos. Now. I know, yeah, and it's and that's the problem with that's the problem with gimmicky events like. The slam dunk contest, like the home run contest, like they used to always do the always like the NHL skills competitions, like all that stuff is nothing shocks anymore because we've seen yeah. everything. Like true, when it doesn't happen in the course of an actual game, it doesn't shock you. Like we expect these dudes to hit like six hundred foot home runs now, and when they hit it out <laughs> of you know ballparks entirely, you're like, wow, that was incredible. And then they do it again, you're like, okay, now it's kind of it, I've seen it before. I mean, you get the random one that hits like the triple deck, and you're like, whoa. But I mean, but even was... then, you're like, I kind of expect this. Also, like, I know their bats are corked, probably. I know the balls are, are definitely juiced. This is what we we came for. But it's just it's it wears off after time. You can only see the same amazing thing so many times after so many times before you're like, okay, give me something different. It wasn't an all star event, I don't think per se. But one I always missed. Was the QB challenge in the NFL? I liked watching that. They used to show it on like NBC, and I don't. I don't think it was something. That, I don't think it was Pro Bowl related. I, I think it was. Yeah, it might have been, but you'd have all like, especially back when it when I first, when it first came out, like you didn't you you didn't get to see like Jim Kelly all the time. I mean, you didn't get to see all the you know the NFL games and you know get to see like you know Bernie Kosar and and, and even Marine. We knew Marino obviously, but. You got guys like that, random guy, even Jim Everett, you know, some people like that coming out there and doing the cool, you know, throwing the with the 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 blue, you know, powder on the, uh-huh. on the football and looking for the target. I used to love watching those. They you still see them on the NFL Network occasionally. They'll replay them, but that'd be something fun to do. I don't think you could get all the starting quarterbacks to come out and do it anymore now. Even if you do send it in Hawaii or anything like that, they're probably going to be yeah. like, yeah, I'm busy. Well, yeah. and also you don't want to be the guy who like misses all the targets and everybody's like. Lamar can't throw. Like imagine Lamar goes to that after an MVP season, another MVP season, and he finishes like last in the accuracy and no name skills competition where everybody's halfway trying. The narratives in this day and age, it would just come. Here's the latest piece of evidence. Well, you'll get the uh, the what was it? Jimmy Fallon when Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers went on there, and he took him outside and like he had him throw like the football up in the air through the the uh, the. I kind of remember the, what you're the, about. he put like the the tire up in the air and he was like, let's see That's if he can right. throw. It. And Alex Smith just whiffed it by yeah. like fifty feet, and Aaron Rodgers took it and just drills it. It's a bad look. And they're like, "Oh, just laughing, you know, giggling." And then, of course, a couple, you know, a week later, Alex Smith goes number one. Yada yada yada. 
but it's like a video that it like gets shown sometimes and brought rebrought up and I'm sure Alex Smith is like, well, yeah, I shattered my leg. That's the least of my problems Except, right yeah, now. But, care about yeah, but it's nonetheless. It so I used cool. to like the only other like skills competition from my youth. I don't even know if they do this anymore, but I used to get into, and this is back when I was like really into hockey. They used to do the hardest slap shot competition. Ooh, that would be interesting. Back when they had like Al um, Al McGinnis, uh, Al Ifrady, like those guys, like defensive men. A lot of Al's. Big, Al's were big on Al slap Bundy. shots in the, in the 90s. <laughs> they used to have gigantic slap shots. They, it was a, like, they would always go over like 105. Um, but that was always fun. And now like, NHL, I don't, I've heard people say good things about it. I never watched the NHL All-Star stuff. It's just, it I is what it is. Is the All-Star, NHL starts during the middle of the season like NBA, right? Yes. And Major League football still the only one that does it post at the end. Yeah, is there a skill? Is there a skill? Because NBA's tried doing the skill position stuff, and still the three point shootouts really kind of. And even though they've tweaked it a little bit, which makes it dumber, but the three point contest like still the only thing I probably still would get slightly into of all the sports competitions and all star breaks. But is there anything? Is there anything in baseball they could like tinker with or do? See, this is kind of where I was going because home run derby is, and I don't mean change the home run derby up because I hate when they try to make. Like the Homer Derby and the NBA dunk contest, more like video gameish. That that doesn't do it for me, and it may do it for others, and maybe raise the ratings. I'm an old man boomer, but I mean, maybe there's something because because the skill competition in basketball, where like Bam won a couple years ago, and those are at least somewhat entertaining. I mean, I don't think so. They're, they're better than maybe watching the old old timers game. Does Remember nothing those? for me. Yeah, the, the, that's that's the thing. It's a, the it's gimmicky a sh- stuff. My whole point, like in this, is I don't think because everybody. Around this time of year, there's nothing else to talk about. You talk about the All-Star game, and everybody comes out with their ideas of this skill competition would be very fun to watch in this sport. And this, and I don't think – I think what we found is there's just no way to make this stuff entertaining to the masses because you know the players aren't going to be trying their hardest. The, the home run derby is probably as close as you get. Like, I think those guys, they genuinely try. Like, Juan Soto was, was – he wins hey, the last guy night. from Washington. Yeah, the guy from Washington, as Trevor called him <laughs> yesterday, goes and wins the, uh, the home run derby last night. But like, he like he needed that million dollars. That's the other thing. At least you get a million in Rome Run Derby. Like most competitions, you get squat. I saw Darren Ravel breaking down like how I much everybody gets. Yeah, that's what got Which, my attention. If I'm Joey Chestnut, I'm like Jesus. Like I get ten, <laughs> does, ten grand for he, eating my heart he does out. The most damage to his body and work probably that anybody makes the light. Juan Soto, who just turned down like a billion dollar contract, gets a million dollars for like an off day for him for <laughs> batting practice. Like that doesn't seem all that fair, but. I always the worst part. I'm I'm glad they don't do it anymore. Is I don't think they do it anymore. Remember when they used to have like everybody, like like they had eight people who could all win a house. They had an individual player, and they're like like these like when you get down to the end, it's like what if like we're homeless right now? Like we really need this house. And poor like you know, Andrew Jones is like, what if I don't <laughs> like I, but this family's livelihood depends on me hitting a bunch of home runs on my off day. This doesn't seem fair. I always thought that was really cruel. I mean, Babe Ruth had to hit two home runs or little Timmy would die. Well, didn't really happen. <laughs> so did Paul Neal as well. <laughs> and he came through, he kind came, of. Sort he of. Came well, close. We're, we're still questioning whether the in-the-park home run counts or not. Triple on an air. <laughs> Same thing. So my point is I don't think that there's anything you can do in this day and age that's going to – like, like reignite, have the same type of effect that the the home run derby had back in the '90s when Ken Griffey was winning it. Like I used, to, I lived for those weekends, or when the the slam dunk contest was a gigantic thing in the '80s. Just because we're so, like, you can see any highlight that's ever happened with a click of a button now, right? Like kids have True, seen yeah. anything. Nothing shocks anymore because we've seen it all, and it's hard to manufacture that. It's hard to create. I, the only thing that you could possibly do is like I don't know, like 
let Major League Baseball players hit golf balls in the Home Run Derby. Like, just see how far they can go. Barry Bonds used to do that. He, used to train, he said he used to train at the batting cage with, with golf balls instead of baseball. I mean, I might watch that. You have to make him. You have to like a tracker on those things because they'd, they'd be impossible to follow with the untrained eye. But like something like that. Outside of that. Like home run derby, just it doesn't it doesn't do anything for would me. Would make the outfield kids' life a little more interesting well, as well. You have to get the kids out of the outfield. <laughs> Probably not going to be a spectator thing. But I used to live like not just the, the remember the old home run derby that they would show the competition from like the the nineteen fifties. They would show old replays of that on ESPNs on the weekends. Did, where, they, did that go back to the fifties? Oh, but they would do it. It was like a one on one competition where it would be like. Here's Lou Gehrig versus whoever. And, like, they would – you had, like, an inning. You'd get three outs every single inning, and you try to hit as many home runs as you could. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, and then they would talk to the announcers in the break. Like, it was unreal. And, like, even watching those was was so much fun to me as a kid. Um, and now it's just kind of like, you know, whatever. But the old school – yeah, the old school home run derby. You can watch them all on YouTube. I, I spent, like, one night a few years ago doing it. When did, when did the home run derby actually start? Like, even... the official one? The ma- like Major League Baseball ruined it. Like, they do everything. Well, I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, I know that – because the dunk contest started in 83. Uh, Daryl Griffith came in, I think, third, I believe. Larry Nance won it he, with, the, uh, double, with the double wall dunk yeah. in, Dem- in Denver. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to find the home run. If you maybe find it before I did, I was trying to look see when it started. Like the new one? Well, just in general, when did it start with the All Star break? You said in the fifties? Well, no, that was like a TV show. That wasn't part of like the All Star game. Oh, when they would have it was like a weekly thing where they would have like Hank Aaron versus somebody, and it was like a it was a full like nine inning one versus one home run derby, and it was like a TV show. But like the actual MLB one, I don't, I can't tell you when it started. I remember I started paying attention to it in the the nineties. Yeah, it was well, late 80s, early 90s, yeah, for me as well. Uh, the first year of the Home Run Derby was 1985. So, similar time as a dunk, okay. Any idea who the first champion was? Uh, I'm on the wiki page, but I won't go all the way down. Uh, 85, um, George Bell? 1985 champion was... Why is this so hard to find? Because sports reference sucks. Uh, Dave Parker of Cincinnati Reds. Ah. He hit six home runs. <laughs> that was the winning total. <laughs> I see it. Yep, in, in the Hubert Humphrey Dome. Hubert Humphrey Dome. Wally Joyner won the next year. No, the next year. Next year they did an AL and an NL. Looks like Barry Bond, Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, Strawberry and Joyner. Four. I mean, Wally Wally Joyner winning a. I mean, that just that, look at the 1990 home run derby. Please scroll down. I'm looking at Ryan Sandberg. Uh, the 1990 home run derby. There were four competitors from the American League. One total home run was hit. Mark McGuire oh, hit it's, it. It's not showing the total. It's just showing the win. I'm on Wiki. It just shows the winners. Mark McGuire hit one. Griffey hit zero. Canseco hit zero. Cecil Fielder hit zero. In the National League, Ryan Sandberg hit three. What are they allowed to Matt Williams hit one. Benny and Strawberry hit zero. I mean, was, that does make at least it more in, intriguing and exciting to see a home run. But, I mean, what, what do we do? Go back to, like, the pre-1919 balls like that were, like, heavier and how, the, the live ball now era. I'm fascinated by how there was a home run derby where there were four, five total home runs hit amongst like the eight heavy, and it's not like they were terrible hitters. It's Canseco, McGuire, Griffey, Bonds, like Strawberry. These are big time heavy hitters. I mean, ninety, your your leading home run guy's probably in the t- late twenties, high, low thirties though. I don't know. Was that the year Cecil Fielder hit fifty one? Ooh, that could have been. You're right. I think though. I think you are right. Well, and of course, the year before uh, eighty nine, McGuire hit forty nine. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, like... Yeah, 90 was when he hit 50. Yeah, you're right. Was it 50 or 51? Uh, oh, no, it was 90. I can forget about that. You're, that's a good call. I mean, but well, I guess okay, because Crime Dog led the league in home runs. I thought it was 89 when he led it with, like, less than around 30. 51. 
I guess it was maybe 88 when he left. It was around 30. 51. There you go. Those, uh, those are still hard to find, though. I mean, look, the second to him, his 50 is probably in the 30s. You're probably right. Anyways, all-star game tonight. I'll probably watch a little bit of it. I probably won't. Like, I'm not going to, like, get rid of parenting duties to watch the all-star game. If i got to put the kids down, if i got to play with the kids, I'll play with the kids. Um, but I guess there's nothing else on. There's I mean, nothing else on. And there's also the only red is Luis Castillo. Night. So there's no, like, I don't have anybody to watch. Like, get excited to watch, get some ABs tomorrow night it's, or tonight. It's just, it is what it is. It's something to watch. It's always sort of like a reminder that summer's, we're nearing the downslope now. We're, we're on the downslope now. We've started, we're past the midway point. We're, going, we're gearing towards football, another one of those offseason mile markers. Uh, and also, you know, it's also a reminder that this is like the deadest of dead periods around here when it comes to local <laughs> sports talk because you know, there's nothing going on. The All-Star break was always kind of, at least the last couple of decades, has been like that that reminder that, oh, hell, this is where the Blue Jays stopped contending. Well, this is usually where the Reds I'm like, remember when I watched those games in May? Not last year, but most years. Uh, we have uh, Louisville stuff to get to today that we didn't get to in the first segment here. Uh, Louisville's number one in basketball. In a specific in ranking, in, a, well, in everything, but this specific ranking, we're going to talk about that. DJ Wagner, some not so rave reviews from his trip to uh, to Spain. We're going to have the DJ Wagner update of the day today. Male high school is going for a national record this season in football. That's uh, pertinent to Trevor's interest. Of we've awesomeness. Got the, we've got more conference realignment stuff to get to. Is the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve that partnership? Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? I think we found out definitively today the answer to that. Also, the ACC grant of rights is the on the tip of everybody's tongue. How much of a, you know, like how strong is it? I got a little bit of clarification on that that I want to talk about. And then this big, another another big recruiting weekend in football coming up later this month. Pierce Clarkson coming back to the Ville. He's bringing some friends with him. One of them we talked about yesterday. Who else is coming? We can get into that. And then we want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. You know it's Thornton's. You know it's Summer Cash Bash. Again, if you have not enrolled yet as a Refreshing Rewards member, do it right now because the Summer Cash Bash, only a few weeks left now as we're nearing the end of summer. If you want to win ten grand. All you have to do, open that Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, and you could be registered to win, uh, be one of the weekly winners all summer long. And at the end of the summer, you'll be registered to win potentially the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. It's the Summer Cash Bash going on all summer long at Thornton's. Text rewards to 80313 if you want to become a Refreshing Rewards member. It's that easy. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take some of your texts, and then we'll get into the, uh, the UFL conversation of the day. What are you having Th- to say? Thornton's giving away as much money as it takes to win a hot dog eating contest in, in, in Cody Island. Joy Chestnut. Become a refreshing rewards member. All those hot dogs just to make the same amount of money I'm going to get just for joining Thornton's uh, refreshing rewards. You're damn right. Nailed it. (laughs) We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about this ranking where Louisville basketball is number one uh, and get into some other stuff as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday here on 1450 and 961, The Big X.
Welcome back in. Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Rolling on here. On 1450 The Big X. I just saw from our guy, Mark Weinberg. Louisville officially under a heat advisory. He says drink plenty of fluids. Stay in an air-conditioned room. Avoid sun at all if possible. And in some places here in Louisville today, it's going to feel like it's 105 degrees outside. If it feels like it's 105 degrees outside and suddenly your air conditioning goes off, you know what you have to do? Trevor, you know. Oh, I know. I call the EMTs. You call the EMTs for your HVAC. Better known as AirServe of Louisville. The EMTs for your HVAC, the home team. We know these guys. We love these guys. Uh, They've been sponsoring the show for a while now. If your AC goes out at any time, doesn't matter if it's 3 a.m., 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 4 p.m., They've got EM, they, I said EMTs. They've got supervisors, technicians available 24-7. That's the AirServe guarantee. If you want to hit up AirServe, go to airserve.com backslash Louisville. It's airesrv dot com backslash Louisville. AirServe, it's not just ACs. It's not just heating. They do all sorts of things. If you want to have, if you have a pollution problem in your house, AirServe can help you. If you've got uh, other unfunctioning things in your house, boom. AirSurf can help you. They, they're focused on air quality and energy efficiency. Our guy Richard, he's going to make sure that you're fine all summer long. Whether it's too hot, too cold, or too dry, or too polluted, they're going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home. Again, AirSurf.com backslash Louisville, or call this number, 502-264-9662. That's 264-9662, 502 code. We love our friends over at AirSurf. All right, uh, Thornton Sex Line. I live my life by heat advisory. I stay indoors. AC's on. I drink liquid. Some people live their lives a quarter of a mile at a time. Trevor lives his life a heat advisory at a time. That's who he is. <laughs> I mean, it's what he does. Even yeah. And by the way, Mark, it's been 100 degrees for a minute. Trust me, just ask my car. He's been in the car. He's got the real thermometer. I mean, the car you know, thermometer. Why would it lie to me? By the way, should I be worried? I, I, I got a question for you because I don't know anything okay. about cars, okay? I don't either. So this okay, should be great. This ought to be blind leading the blind over here. All right. So I get in the car today. And I turn it on, and, like, my, my maintenance light, like, has been on for a minute, but that's because just, like, I get my old change, and I don't uh-huh. reset the light. I don't worry about that. But today, like, it, it, it lit up like like Mardi Gras. Like, I've got a VPS slider, VCS slider something on. I said at this point you need to go get checked out. I got the light with the car with the squiggly lines underneath it on, and i got a check engine light on. When's the last time you changed your oil? Well, I'm about a thousand short of the sticker. Okay, so that should be okay. But also, what I think it is is um, I got I got I'm new two new tires finally put on the car last week, and I'm thinking maybe it's something to do with that. Like maybe they screwed up a sensor or something. That does. Yeah, you may have to reset it. See if it, it. You can reset that little thing to make the messages go away, and then if they all come back, then you know you got a problem. Because two of the three that have come on check engine. I mean, who? I mean, the check engine light comes on a lot of cars, and no one ever really messes with it. But, like, the two other two are, like, tire-related. Okay. Because I Googled the VCS or VSC, whatever. It's, like, vehicle something system, like, uh, control system. Like, it, and so that's why I'm thinking it, because I went and looked at tires, you know, being that, you know, the genius I am. And I couldn't, like, they didn't look low. They don't look like they're off-tilt anyway. I mean. We did walk outside yesterday after the show, and Jenna was like, where's Trevor's tire? All the back. On the, on you the, know what annoys me? Is I, like, asked, well. I asked them to put that back on, and I didn't realize, and when I, by the time I drove away, I didn't realize they didn't do it. Oh. So my new, my spare is still in the trunk. Like, I want that. Yeah, I need that back on, because I, I feel like I'm the only one I've ever seen out on the main road in a RAV4. And you see a lot of RAV4s. Texas, that's normal, Trevor. It just means you need more headlight fluid. Wait, wait a minute. What, what does this like to do with headlight? 
You're screwing me, Texer. It's not a real thing. Oh, it's not? (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Okay, it's time. The summer slump. Mike needs to give Trevor the 25 Mary movie so he can rank them. Mike should also make his own predictions for how Trevor will rank them and compare as Trevor reveals his. That might be my favorite one, my favorite text we've had in a while. We can do that. I I love that. I can start thinking about some Mary movies. Now, you've thrown a couple at me and I know I like. Like, she's... You love... um... (sighs) Was Alika's own one of them? Uh, that's that's like a fringe Mary movie. She likes no. it, but I feel like she's not. Um, Shawshank, A Time to Kill. I feel like one of those two is up there. Maybe. What's the one? The Aaron Sorkin president. Um, oh, American president. American president. Like her favorite American movie president. of all time. Yeah. Um, so that would be you'd, you'd like that. But she's like, like Air Force One. Do you know he wrote that movie on a twenty four hour coke binge? I think you've told me that before. Yeah, which is just just to get, puts Aaron Sorkin in a whole new level. By the way, it also inspired him to do start doing the West Wing because yeah. the storylines that he didn't get to use for that movie, he wanted to use in some way, and that's why he started. Riding the West Wing. Air Force One, not as much. She's big on the Air Force One, the that's, Fugitive. That's the all oh, Fugitive. Nineties movies, Double Jeopardy, big I, Mary movie. I'm starting to get a trend here. By the big way, big nineties movies. Yeah. Well, no, I'm looking more at these movies. All have like presidents and fugitives, and I think she's. I mean, were she, were you in law class when you met? No, but it was before that. Okay, because I'm thinking Mary has a type. No, but like also, I'm trying to think of like more. Um, What's the like? She loves the the Blind Side would be a Mary movie for uh, sure. It's coming in last on the Mary list. Um, I didn't mind the Blind Side. Yeah, I'm, I've been better if I'd been blind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you wish both sides were blind. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of the other ones. Uh, I mean, so I mean, Air Force One. I don't dislike. I'll get her to jot them down. I just uh, that's the one, and this is hopefully not a spoiler, but we're. Steven Skull dies like two seconds in the movie. It's been so long since I've seen it. I feel like that's right. I think that's the I one. I saw it yeah. once, and I don't think I ever saw it more. Yeah, you're not missing a whole lot. Texture says, uh, I actually kind of agree with Trevor on this take. The giant dudes aren't as fun to watch dunk. I agree with that Like when they're like 6'11". I think some 6'7 dudes I can still be okay with. Yeah, and I should hold that back because the Kenny Walker, Skywalker year, he's 6'9". That, that was a solid year. Uh, in 89, like, I can name all the dunk winners from, like, 83 to, like, 92. And after that, it's like I can barely remember who's even in the dunk contest. Texture says, this is a lengthy text, uh, Mike, I'm a podcast listener, so I'm reacting to the hoodie conversation from yesterday. I'm a middle school teacher, and this is what I've observed. In this age of smartphone addiction and social media influencers, kids are more self-conscious about their face and body image than ever before. It's easy to cover up most of your body and face wearing your hood up with a hoodie. So the kids you see doing that choose to be physically uncomfortable rather than feeling like someone is looking at them with mean intent and being emotionally uncomfortable. Uh, He goes on to say, also, yesterday's first section was great. Mike, finally trying to discuss sports. We have some conference realignment stuff to get Trevor. I watched The Nutty Professor last night. (laughs) It was... Also watched Twins. (laughs) Texas says... That was two nights ago. Last night was Dogma and a rewatch of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. I'd give another shot. Texas says Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon dunk contest might be the best ever. Zach Levine did a windmill from the free throw line, and Trevor likes the average Rex Chapman dunk. Well, first of all, the what you call an average Rex Chapman dunk was far from average when I saw it. It's all about the timing. Yeah, I mean, when when he did that, it was far from average. I mean, the Kenny Smith standing at the free throw line with his back to the goal and between the legs off the backboard and coming back and catching it. I mean, that thing was... I mean, mind blown. Right. I mean, yeah, then. But, like, again, now you watch it and you're like, yeah. I don't know. I still see if I can still do the Kenny Smith dunk. It would be very cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do the Kenny Smith dunk. 
Texas, I want to see the fastest players race in the NFL. That actually, I, I probably would watch that. A 40 and a 100, position groups could be funny too. That might be something that I would watch. The race wouldn't be bad, yeah. Because the the best part of the yeah like your John Ross would become your Craig Hodges of the uh, yeah the NFL skills position. Because the best part about the NFL draft combine is watching the forties. Oh, by far, that's all anybody really cares about. Well, and not even just watching it, but just like seeing the results more than anything. But yeah, TJ Walker says the Derby City Classic two on two tournament was awesome back in the day. I missed when that game was the number three All Star game or when it just existed. Agree. I mean, the two on two, I could. Give or take without, but I didn't really care about it. And because they do that in the NBA now, don't they? Don't they do an all star break? Isn't that one of the things they've I thought that was one of the gimmicks they've tried recently is a two on two thing in the NBA. Not that I know of. Maybe they tried it and they got rid of it already, but or it could be just completely wacko. But I do miss the Derby Classic. Derby Classic was, I mean, I have so many fond memories of the Derby Classic in my youth. You know what made me more upset about anything about last night's home run derby? Because I did, like, after it was over, I, I caught the very end just to watch Juan Soto celebrate. I, for some reason, like, always end up watching a few innings of that taped celebrity softball game that always comes on after the Home Run Derby. Did they still do that? Yeah. They didn't last night, though. <laughs> it was that stupid Derek Jeter, the 85-part series that they're doing on him for whatever reason. It's actually seven parts, which seems like six too many. Uh, that started last night. after the, And I was like, where's my ticket? I want to watch, you know, Dua Lipa falling on her face, running to first base. I, I want to watch... You know, Cisco dropping a bomb. I, I need to see. I need these guys mic'd up. This is. I love watching this. It's fun, and I didn't get to you watch. You were it last a big night. Rock and Jock fan, weren't you? Oh my god, huge. Yeah, I, I mean, I, well, I'm not gonna lie. I did enjoy the Rock and Jock. It's early stages in my, in my youth. Dean Kane, incredible. Yeah, I mean, watch <laughs> Nelly, superstar. Now the NBA is nothing but a wannabe Rock and Jock. It feels like. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, Texas says <laughs> Mike with the old man take of the day. Everything was better when I was a kid. I didn't say that. I mean, well, no, it just everything is more. You're impressed by things more as a kid. I mean, that's understandable. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that yeah, it's not everything is better. It's like also we hadn't seen as much. Like I, I think it's not everything is better. I think it's nowadays. It's not just an age thing. If you're a 15 year old kid, you want to see some crazy highlight. You can find it on YouTube very quickly. Like if something outrageous happened in 1982. I probably hadn't seen it in like 1995 as a kid. Like I just heard stories about you know the Bo Jackson crazy play, like jumping off the wall or throwing the guy out from the outfield wall. Like I didn't actually see it with my own eyes. You know, a few of those clips would be shown on Sports Center or stuff or documentaries, but you know they, you just weren't flooded with those clips all the time. Nowadays, like every kid has seen everything. If if a, if a kid in Wyoming, a high school football player makes an outrageous like flip one handed catch where he catches it behind his back and flies in the air and jumps over some dude, like. You're going to see that. I mean, it may look like the Kennedy assassination video, but right. you're still going to see but it. But back yeah. in the day, it was all word of mouth. Like, you just you didn't see all these I things. Mean, now, like, there's if a shocking thing happens somewhere on a sports field or sports court or sports whatever, you're everybody who wants to see it is going to see it. That's why my two of my most prized possessions as seven and eight-year-old Trevor was Dazzling Dunks and Basketball Blooper VHS and the in that Superstars video I, you, you like to make fun of me about. I don't like to make fun because, of you about it. You, just, you use the soundtrack. Because the highlights on it were so freaking awesome. I mean, I still got them memorized watching them so much. I believe it. And it was just, you know, seeing the highlights of guys like, you know, obviously Isaiah and Bird and Magic and Jordan and Barton and so on and so forth. Texas says, I'm really surprised Trevor doesn't remember watching the replays of the 50s home run derbies on ESPN. It was always really cool seeing Mays and Aaron hitting at Wrigley Field and other cool ballparks. I'm surprised you didn't watch that either. I don't. I, I, I probably will go back and try to like, search those and watch them, though, because I do love that stuff. 
I was actually looking at thinking about doing another uh, trip up to Cooperstown here maybe soon. All right. You, now you, we've been, I've actually you've been to Cooperstown. I've right? not. That's the one you haven't been to. You've I been think, to the you've been to basketball and football though, right? No. no. I think you, you you remember asking me the question, but you have no idea what my answer was. No, I've never been to any of the Hall of Fames. I thought you went to one of them. No. Who was I talking to? On the, maybe it was Dalton or Rashawn that did that. The Khaleesi. Well, could be the Khaleesi's No, Khaleesi wasn't born when I went. She was still she's she still puppy. Uh no okay I thought it was because I because I, I like to bash the basketball one because it's in the strip mall. I knew you hated it. I've heard bad yeah. things. But I thought I thought it was you that defended it. But like oh it wasn't that bad. I've been there. Maybe it was Dalton who's filling in for you. That yeah, there. not me. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't gone to. I, I probably was shocked last time you told me that you hadn't gone there either too. But Texas, we, the track and field world championships are on. Should be better than the baseball all star game. <laughs> That's another thing. Like I've seen the some of the highlights. Like the they had the the shot put guys like the big boys, the husky boys for the world championships, and they did like intros for all of them and like one of them was like doing like the old like the wrestling stuff and like the Hogan like, stuff. I yeah. was like yeah this, is, this makes it more fun I'd, I'd maybe watch a little bit more non-Olympics Olympic sports if this is how it's gonna go I was so bored last night I put on Raw for a few minutes you were so bored you texted me about how bored you were <laughs> you are like should I get some crack like I need to, I was like no <laughs> not what I said I think that's exactly well, what no, you said well no that's not where I said, I said marijuana is, is blamed for making you be okay with boredom yeah, here I am bacon, yet I'm totally bored. I mean, I didn't know what you wanted to say what that. What do I do? Okay. Now, what should I do now? Try crack. <laughs> I said no, no crack. <laughs> well, several hours later, I'd already done it. No, <laughs> thanks. Texas, this is the perfect time for Trevor's hypnotism. Is there any update on that? I need to. This is my push. I, I need to, to email the guy back or try to find another hypnotist because you're right. Like this is the time of the year where it needs to happen. I, we, we have to. I'm gonna start writing down my jobs periodically. Yeah, because time is. Time is slipping away. Do we're I getting go, closer and closer to kickoff, which means we're losing more and more time for Hypnosis Show. They reached out to you, though, right? They did. Like a, Somebody contacted me after we initially put the feeler out months ago, and I never got back to them. So I need to I need to contact that person and even see if this is something that they can possibly do. Yeah, just come on in here. Bring your, Make sure to bring your watch to swing in front of me. Texas says, is this the first time that Hot Hot has made it to the quarterfinals? I voted for the letter, but we do miss the tweak apps. Yeah, Hot Hot, we had our final quarterfinal matchup at the Least Cool Person tournament today. Oh, yeah. Uh, old uh, Card Chronicle writer, UofL Hot Hot, uh, finally made it. He gets nominated every year. We finally hot just hot. put him in there. Yeah, it was, remember that song, um, Music is My Hot Hot Sex? His original username was UofL is My Hot Hot Sex. And then because it was a little risque, he changed it to just UofL Hot Hot. Um, is that the one that, like, you don't know. You, you, Never mind. There the was there was a no. hot something Twitter that would like always like take your tweets and like put them in an article. Yeah, tweet cap. Okay, yeah. yeah. He yeah, he followed me. He did that for some of my tweets before. He yeah. used to do that, and he hasn't done it in like five years, which is one of the reasons why he's in the, the least cool person tournament. But he's getting he, – he's the eight seed. He just kind of got thrown in there because there wasn't a logical choice for eight. He's going up against the letter. And the letter <laughs> – if I'm guessing now, if I'm if I'm forecasting this field, a bad horror movie, the letter, the, letter. <laughs> the sequel to the Ring. Don't open the mail. I'm telling you right now, I think it's going to be, and I've been wrong about stuff like this before. I think it's going to be the letter or Chris Mack. I think that's the showdown that we're headed for in the championship. Ooh, Chris Mack just seems like the odds on favor, right? People really hated that letter. I mean, <laughs> people really hated the. Wouldn't letter. you hate the 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 people that sent it, or at least well, there's still it. some mystery about that. Yeah, so that's I think true, it's, yeah. it's more about just the letter. Yeah. Um, Texture says um, <laughs> the pattern I'm seeing in married movies is Tommy Lee Jones. Does she like the MIB franchise? No, she's not. She's not a Men in Black. Fan. He wasn't. He wasn't like three of the ones you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she likes. I mean, she does like. Uh, or Harrison Ford, maybe. 
Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee, Michael Douglas. I think she's got a type. Old guys? Kind of, you know, just distinguished old, old men. You And you you got an old guy look for your age. Well, I'm, yeah, thank you. You don't have the head of hair that they do. <laughs> thank but you I for mean, that. Texas, are y'all, y'all are sleeping on Forrest Gump? No, not a Mary movie. Oh, that, yeah. yeah not I, a Michael movie either. Well, not I, a I love Forrest Gump, so. I mean. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about these rankings? I, I teased this earlier. Louisville basketball is number one. We're back. You know, we were number one under Chris Mack. We were number one uh, for you know, in 2013 for the first time in the AP poll. And people have been talking about the, the program's down. When are we going to get back to being number one? Well, folks, we're number one again. Unfortunately, it's not, uh, it's not the number one you want to be in. Busting brackets. I mentioned this, and I don't mean this till I, I don't, I'm not piling on when it comes to the criticism of the current roster for the basketball team. But I've just been saying this. because Guards? Guards, of course. Like This has been a local conversation now for, what, two, three months. People have been talking about the roster. When are we going to get guards? When are we going to get players? And the conversation has shifted from, we're getting players. Don't worry about it. KP's got some guys. There are all these transfers out there. We're going to get some guys. Just calm down. To now, don't worry about not getting guys. The roster's fine. KP's got this. We're going to be okay. And it's been a it's little... A little scary 180, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, that's exactly how it's played out, though. It's been a little bit... It, I think scary is maybe the right word. So it's been a Louisville localized conversation for the most part for the last couple of months. I'm just, I'm just telling you, it's going to become a national thing now the closer that we get to the college basketball season. We're almost 100 days away from the start of the year. I think it's like 120 days. And when these previews start coming out, you're going to see more and more people looking at the roster and having some negative things to say. And if you're already frustrated with Louisville fans saying negative things, then just brace yourselves because – Look, Louisville's going to be picked to finish in the bottom half of the ACC. They're going to, to not have any sort of bracketology preseason love, not any sort of preseason top 25 love. It's just the way it's going to be, and we're going to have to hope that we just shock everybody. But busting brackets, they ranked the 10 college basketball programs that had the worst offseason when it comes to men's basketball. I don't like the way this is going already. Well, I just told you the number one. So Yeah, I know. The you number got, one worst. Maybe you should have worded this differently, maybe, like, where could Louisville rank in the top of the list, or you know, the number one worst offseason according to the folks over at Busting Brackets, which is part of the uh, the Sports Illustrated fan sided community. They have Louisville. Uh, no program had a worse offseason according to them I, first, than Louisville did. First of all, I find that hard to. Be- How can we be below? Or is it ahead or below be the right term for this? Ahead, just go with below. Okay, below. How can we be below LSU? I mean, they lost their entire recruiting class, can one I, of which came to us. Can I just read you what they said? I mean, they sure. also got. A, I mean, Will Wade or not Will Wade? Uh, Matt McMahon brought a ton of transfers down there. Like he's, they've got a decent roster for next. Yeah, year. they're like Murray State in the South now. But he got some other guys too. Okay, we're, got some guys Murray that State where he came from. Right? Would have taken correct. Right. And they're probably, you know, they're gonna get a ban. They got to get a ban. If they don't, what are we doing? I mean, you can say the same argument. We brought in Reeves. We brought in a five, future five, a former five star kid. Or and that's you know, it. I mean. That's that's all we. Well, have. I mean, I'm sorry we didn't bring in all of Murray State's roster. We didn't bring in all. We would have taken Murray <laughs> State's roster. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wish we could have. Uh, Texter said, uh, not Texter. The, the the fan sided thing says, new head coach Kenny Payne landed former five star forward Brandon Huntley Hatfield as his first move with the Cardinals. It was a good start and turned out to be the final move uh, of the off season. They were reportedly in the mix for other transfers such as Tyrese Hunter and Imani Bates, but neither worked out. At this point, Louisville has just one true guard on the roster in L. Ellis with hundreds of guards available in the portal. Not landing a single one on scholarship is a big issue. Hundreds. It's hard to, yeah, 
hundreds. It's hard to envision Ellis playing 40 minutes a game, so this program will have to scramble to find a rotation that makes sense or else face a bottom-tier finish in the ACC next season. Well, obviously he didn't know about Hersey Miller. Well, he said scholarships. He said scholarship guards. Well, scholarships are misleading. Washington State was number two, by the way. Northwestern, three. Georgia Tech and our boy Josh Pastner at four. Purdue at five. Marquette at six. Um, Purdue, really? Is it that bad? They, yeah, they lost. They, yeah, they weren't expected to lose some guys. They lost some guys. They at least we're not the only ACC team in the list. Ohio is seven. <laughs> Michigan State is eight. Wow. And then uh, Oregon State, nine. St. Bonaventure, ten. There's your ten worst off seasons. A list topped by Louisville, according to Tristan Freeman of the Fan Sided Network over at Busting Brackets. I mean, it's a, it's a who's who list being right there with St. Bonaventure and uh, Washington State. All I'm saying Did Washington is... Did Washington State go 1-20 last year? I don't think they were... Or was that Cal? I think you're thinking of Oregon State. Oregon State, you're yeah. right. Yeah, a year yeah, after yeah, going to right, the Elite yeah, Eight. Yeah, they, you're right, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All I'm saying is this. Because I remember seeing them you, on... Hold on, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you are an overly sensitive Louisville basketball fan, and all of this, I, I think, valid criticism... <laughs> Sensitive. <laughs> Brace yourself, because this is going to be the first of many, many national stories that are written about, hey, if you looked at this roster, they're all going to have the same tone. It's going to be oh, a, yeah. the tone that I think I'm taking, which is you can be, you can kind of wonder how the hell we got to this point where there's one guard in the roster and we didn't really add that much, and also still be kind of high on the long-term prospects of Kenny Payne as the head coach. But this season, on paper at least, it's not going to look great. More and more people are noticing it. I, I think you can be critical of what happened over the last couple of months. We should have gotten more guys. There's, I don't think any question about it. I'm not saying you had to get Tyrese Hunter. I'm not saying you had to get Imani Bates. You didn't have to get Malachi Smith. We should have gotten some more guys to bolster this roster. And you can still be optimistic about what Kenny Payne's going to hopefully do in the next two recruiting classes and what the staff is capable of doing with on-the-court stuff. But when it comes to the preview thing, if you're one of those fans who's out there saying, this team is going to be much better than people are giving them credit for it. Not just like competitive better. They're going to be potential second weekend of the NCAA tournament. They're going to be top 25 good. They're going to be top, you know, six in the ACC, top five in the ACC. If you have that mindset, just prepare yourself because people are going to be saying things that are the complete antithesis of that for the next several months. And it's only going to grow. And, and you know, eventually Kenny Payne will talk about it. I'm sure the coaches will talk about it. And it's going to be, there's going to be an us-against-the-world mentality when you get closer to the season from these UFL videos that come out, from the press releases that come out, from all that stuff, because nobody's going to think highly of this team for the next few months. No. It's going to be, yeah, we're going to be picking the bottom two or three. Well, I was going to say last until I heard Georgia Tech on that list with us, so, I mean. Georgia Tech should not be good. Um, I think Boston Tech College. wasn't good last year. Neither was Boston College. Boston College will not be good. And outside of that, I mean, you know, Pitt got some guys. We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they got the transfer. They got that bounce. Kid from Oregon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I would say Pitt's not going to be good. Don't worry. But they they weren't very good last year. They beat us too, didn't they? And then Jeff Capel, they, everybody's like, well, this is the last year for him. And then they realized he had like a $95 million buyout or whatever that was. That goes down <laughs> to like two after this year. Like, well, he's probably there for one more year. That's going to be fine. But the bottom of the ACC should not be good. There's, I think, reasons to believe that we should be better than some of the teams in the ACC, even with this limited roster. But there are going to be a lot of people who say, well, they're going to finish 11, they're going to finish 12, they're going to finish 10. I mean, here's the thing. If you're, if you're already optimistic Cardinal fan at this point, then you— You don't care. Then you probably—you're right. You don't care because you've already been hearing about this from your local friends as well. And then and when this comes out nationally and you have your Goodmans and your Dosters and your, you know, Birdzellos and, and yada, yada, yadas, 
you know, are going to sit there and tell you that, you know, Louisville Kenny Payne dropped the ball or pooped the bed did whatever, shot an air ball in his first year. It was going to be bad. You're not going to pay attention to it because you have optimism going into it. And it's blind optimism, but it's still, there's still reason to have optimism and be positive. I mean, you can still put a positive twist on everything with the mystery of never seeing it on the court sure. actually unfold is still alive. And if you are at that point, then yeah, like you said, like you said you're going, you're not, you're going to ignore this anyway. And you're going to, you're going to tell that friend, or you're going to tweet at that, that talking head on, on social media. And you're going to say, you wait and see. Kenny's a, Kenny's a good coach. We still got, you know, the depth isn't there, but depth is overrated. And you don't need, you know, you, you only need a good seven man rotation. We've got some solid guys at the back. What, what Curry can play the two. Yeah. I mean, you'll <laughs> JJ trainer is a, is a hidden gym that no one has seen yet. He's, He's like, he can play, he's like Magic Johnson. He's playing one through five, depending on the matchup. I mean, whatever your, 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 you know, your twist of, of flavor is. I mean, whatever you want to say and do. I mean, but you, cause you're going to be in that mindset. Can you imagine? There's our, really no argument. I mean, you can argue, but you really can't prove it. I mean, there's no proving wrong until you the can't season prove anything. starts. Yeah. I mean, it's like last year when everybody was like, "These, I don't think these these pieces really fit that well together. You know, there were people who were like, Jared West is going to show you, and you know, <laughs> no locks going to lead the ACC in three-point shooting and all this stuff, and then the season came, and it wasn't, <sighs> it wasn't great. Um, I hope those people are right, though, about this season. I really do. Texas says, um, I heard the letter was written by John Ramsey. was not. Just letting you know. <laughs> he sent it. Didn't write it. Ooh, it was the other Ramsey. The former president wrote it. No. <laughs> well, I can't tell you that definitively. But Where is he now? Make, being a millionaire. Had a medical. Living the good life. Uh, okay. One of these other texts actually leads to something that I want to get into. We're going to we'll, – okay. I'll, I'll read some of the basketball-related stuff after the break as well. But there's another topic that I want to get to. It does relate to U.K. football and its relationship with UofL. And the excessive rivalrying – that has been happening over the summer, which I kind of love. It feels like a throwback to the old days when the game used to be in early September. All that good stuff was fun. We'll talk about that coming up after the break. Hour number two is on the way next here on 1450 and 96.1. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. All just songs of states in the title. That is correct. Hey, first song was I don't remember Tennessee Jed. I remember there was a uh, state the title. I just didn't know the song. Last song was Texas Flood. Okay, I haven't actually known any of these songs. I just you don't know you don't know Texas Flood by no. Steve Ray Vaughan. No, love Steve Ray Vaughan. That, that was my I got that CD when I was I want to say like eleven or twelve. I was loved it. Uh, one of my neighbors, my first apartment, I had a guy lived across the hall from me, he's hanging out all the time. Steve Ray passed away in a helicopter accident, I want to say in the mid 90s. But he, and years after, he actually won a, at Ear Ecstasy, an autographed guitar of Steve Ray Vaughn. Ooh. Worth a t- buttload of money, I think is the official total. Buttload? Uh, to the point where he had it, 
uh, insured just by itself. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember if he ever sold it or not. I haven't seen him in several years. This song is a song called California by Wax, a band, very obscure mid-90s group. Uh, this is like their only real song. And I saw my concert a couple times, free concerts. So I always like the song. It's like, yeah. Video is kind of cool because it's this dude just running down the street on fire. Like this, this guy, just like a stunt man, running down like Southern California Boulevard, like uh, some street in Southern California, just on fire the whole time. Kind of funny. I know you like hearing these. I do. I, I just got a new. <laughs> I, I got go a, to this. <laughs> I don't know why I get these CBP officers, but you know when they see stuff, they send out the press releases to media, and I get them the Custom and Border Protection officers in Louisville. And this is the latest one. You always like it's usually drugs, but this is not a drug one. <sighs> On Monday and Tuesday, July 11th and 12th, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers in Indianapolis and Louisville seized 178 counterfeit championship rings and 171 counterfeit professional sports jerseys that, if genuine, would have had a combined manufacturer-suggested retail price value of $288,000 and $250,000. High five to them. For someone who worked and sold real jerseys at Cardboard Heroes for five years. A sore subject for you. I... Nothing makes me more mad than the, than the fake jerseys. Like, listen to people walking, like, oh, they didn't feel jersey in real. It's not stitched. Well, moron. They didn't even stitch until most teams don't still stitch their authentic jerseys. At least they didn't until at least the mid-2000s. These were all going to Bakersfield, California. Oh, really? All destined for a residence in Bakersfield, California. California. They also had championship rings that were all made for the Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, St. Louis Cardinals, Boston Celtics, ooh, that'd be tough, and University of Georgia. All shipments were arriving from various locations in China. Damn you, Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Trying to give your counterfeit oh, St. DJ, Louis Cardinals DJ, rings. DJ likes to brag about like some some Chinese website he has that he gets his fake jerseys from. I've got friends who've done that, yeah. Yeah, I, I won't buy a fake jersey. I'm sorry. I, I, I still won't. I mean, I'm, I'll go through Mitchell Ness. I'll pay the, the extra fee. I want to know I'm getting the real thing. Now the man rank, must have a code. Man, man must have man, right. Man must have a code. Uh, now the ring thing, I would because I looked in getting a replica ring of the Eagles Super Bowl championship, and still would would be willing to do that. Like I don't know, if, I don't know if I'd going to get a fake one, but if it looks, I'll get, I'll pay for a fake ring if it looks close enough. Those rings are probably pretty big too. You missed that. Uh, you missed the day again when Sean Moss brought all his rings in. You would have loved it. The baseball rings. The the most amazing thing to me was the College World Series rings were enormous. I can't imagine. I'm talking like three times the size of his Stanley Cup championship ring from '96. I don't know what damn McDonald's going to do if they actually win this whole thing. Like it's going to have to be like a championship crown. I mean, the Super Bowl rings. Have you ever seen? Yeah, like, they're enormous. I've seen Jeff wear his. Uh-huh. I remember when I got asked him one time. I was like, "Can I just borrow this for a weekend to take to the bar?" Like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. That would be a terrible idea. I mean, there's, there, I guarantee you, I could find, I could use, I could at least get like once by using it. Like, I'm just, yeah, I'm the backup offensive tackle for the Niners back in the so and so. I think you drastically overestimated <laughs> the power of that. Oh, ring. maybe seen the size of those rings? It's like Tolkien, <laughs> exaggerating how much of a ring, like invisibility that I mean, creates I'm not, invisibility. I'm not saying do. I'm going to bag, um, you know, uh, was it uh, Margaret Robbie or whatever her name is, Mar- but. Maggie Robbie, Margo. Robbie, Margot Robbie. Yeah, I'm not gonna you know, bag her. I'll probably, you know, if somebody looks more like, you know, Machine Gun Kelly or something. But you know, I still, you know, I think it could work for one. 
I got his, and I remember what, what was the, the kicker he used to play for Louisville? Was it Wade Chalotska? Chalaka. He used to come in the copy. Wade Chalaka. He used to come in the copy shop by one of the copy shops I used to work at all the time, and he he always wore that. He's always wearing his championship ring, his Super Bowl ring. Speaking of rings, <laughs> I know this didn't come hasn't any reason to bring it up. But you you made it reminded me of it. Is there anything dumber than giving away championship rings to the summer league team in the NBA? Oh yeah, it's, it's silly. I mean that's. I saw that. I mean, it, would you even want it? No. I mean, that's, that's kind of embarrassing, right? Like, if you, how do you brag? Like, talk about not getting it's an easy by sell. Using it. I yeah. mean, if you if you're a, a summer league guy who's clearly not going to make a roster and you have a summer league championship ring, that's an easy. I don't know, five k. Pawn that bad I mean, you're, boy off. You're yeah, done. I mean, yeah, you're, you're not keeping mean, that. Is there any reason to even give them to him? Should he just take them straight to the pawn shop? Just, yeah, just beyond dumb. I mean, and if you're a guy that's going to like you're a rookie and you're there, like you know, uh, Rancho, you know, Rancho or everything, you know, you get you get one. Do you know anybody's name? I mean, <laughs> I know your name. Kick it, Marco Robbie or Paulo Bancaro. <laughs> I mean, you just like put it on like. Do you even you don't wear it? Like maybe put it on a necklace. Give it, give it as a tip to a DoorDash person that night. Yeah, it, it's nothing. I mean, it's, it's not a badge of pride if you're an NBA player, <laughs> and if you're not an NBA player, it also kind of is just like a. It's a testimony to your mediocrity, right? Like I was a G League <laughs> champion or a summer league champion. I mean, more embarrassing ring that or the one we gave Dion Lee, uh, gave Lee and uh, Lewis. Dion Lee. Dion Lee, I know I did the game. He's Damon. coming on the show in a few weeks. David's gonna get so mad if I call him Dion to him. Damian Lee. <laughs> Damian Lee. Uh that that ring was embarrassing. Can we all admit in hindsight it was embarrassing? It's, oh, been, yeah. it's been six years Does now. Does he still have it? We can ask him. Oh, that that's the question I want to know. I'm sure he does. Can I have it if he has it still? You think you let me have it? Damien's too nice to like rail on it, but I know like, you know, if we <laughs> if we even jokingly brought up like which meant more to you, the world championship ring or your champions of life ring. <laughs> champions of life. Ring. I'm sure he would just say he'd he'd give a very you know, straightforward answer, but I think probably in time he's also kind of been like, "That was not cool." Like you didn't really have my back. <laughs> it's just I can feel him be like, "Ask him if he still has it." Like I moved since then. I just kind of for left it in the counter, for, left it in the, left in the drawer next to the half smoked joint and, and some some plastic silverware. I gave it to Trey Lewis, <laughs> so he had two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's take some quick text. So we were talking about the basketball team before the break being number one in this worst offseason rankings. We'll take a couple uh, of these before we move on to uh, what I want to talk about next. Texas says Trevor is hanging his hat on a transfer that averaged four points, uh, and you all just Trevor, you all would have had a much better roster if you just signed all of Murray State's players. <laughs> I mean, Murray State, they did have two really good players that went to to LSU. They were that good; they'd gone pro. Yeah. Hey, oh, about that. Hey, Rashawn's posting his uh, championship replica championship rings. I oh, guess. he is. He's got like a Twitter. Yeah, because he's got a Lakers, and it looks like a. Is the other one in Golden State? Why would he have a – that thing is huge, by the way. Texas says, I'd rather be rated low and have low expectations than overperform, hopefully. Oh, I totally agree. Like It's very much – it's it's worse than going into Chris Mack's first season, where I think we were picked to finish like seventh in the ACC or eighth in the ACC, something like that. And you know, he printed it all out and had it plastered all over. Like The expectations are going to be lower than they were for that season. But if you can choose with a new head coach – You'd always rather have low expectations, I think, for year one, just to, you know, because everybody wants to believe we're all on the same bandwagon. We're hoping that this guy is going to bring in, to usher in the new, the next great dominant era of Cardinal basketball. And a slow start can be understandable when things weren't great before he got here, which is the position Louisville's in right now. So you want expectations to be low. You, you want people to I'm, not think anything of you. And then if we, you know, let's say we go to Maui and we win like two games, we go two and one there, and we're like, 
getting a little bit of top 25 love, it's the greatest thing in the world. Whereas, hopefully, when we get back to being standard Louisville basketball, you know, going 2-1 and one in Maui is a disappointment. Like that's, but, but for year one, I think it's better to have these types of expectations. Now, this is a little bit yeah, over Yeah, we're top. in a weird different – but, like, we're, we're – like define low. Like, are you expecting low expectations? Like, like me is and make the tournament, or low expectations is like be competitive, not have a losing record. I mean, what? How? What was the definition of low expectations? Well, the expectations, especially into a first year where you're, if anything, your expectations are high at least for the recruiting upside of it. That, that I mean, I'm just gonna tell you, just going back to like, it doesn't matter what we individually think, and everybody, everybody can fan how they want to. Exactly. Fan. You can look at this, but nationally, the, there's there are going to be no expectations for Louisville making the NCAA tournament. I'm telling you that right now. I it's going agree to be to that, yeah. people are like, people may put it like nationally as saying like Louisville's expectations to be better than they were last year, like win more than 13 games, and like that's a little bit more extreme because with Chris Mack. I don't think that many people thought we were going to make the NCAA tournament. I don't remember being in any sort of bracketologies going into that year. I don't think we were. But there was at least some thought that they could be a competitive team. Like we were, I think we were picked 7th, 8th, ninth in the ACC. When you're 7th, 8th, ninth in the ACC, you at least should have a shot at making the NCAA tournament. I, like Louisville this year is probably going like ninth. Is, I feel like the highest they could be ranked going into the, the, the conference play. Obviously, the, 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 the talent level on, on the roster is a factor. But how much also factors do you think – when they give me these low expectations by especially talking heads outside the local area or even locally, including ourselves, is based on also the mystery of not knowing how good of a coach Kenny Payne really is. It's part of it for sure. I mean, because if, if you if this is the same roster you bring in Ray Pitino or Musselman or somebody like that, I mean, there are more expectations. I feel like the expectations are higher. Yes, and you also kind of. I mean, I get it. Like when people, like when people have reached out to me and said, "Like, what's up with this roster?" If you're looking at it from an outsider's perspective who didn't maybe follow like just how much of a bleep show last season was with Chris yeah, Mack and yeah. Mike McGee and all that stuff. You look at it and you say, this team won 13 games last year. It's bringing back six players from that team, none of whom were the team's leading scorer last year, none of whom really like statistically performed all that well. And you're adding a four-star freshman who you know, could be good, but is not like Nobody's projecting him in any NBA draft mock for 2023. That's Lands, correct? Kamari Lands. Okay. Another freshman who was you know, closer to, to 100. I think he was around like 80 in most of the, the rankings. And then a transfer from Tennessee who, don't get me wrong, was a, a five-star prospect at one time, but averaged like four points and three rebounds last year. And if you're looking at that just as a national person trying to give objective rankings for the upcoming season, you can see why Louisville's going to, you know, why they're getting things like busting brackets saying they had the worst offseason of any team in, in America. Now, if you're a Louisville fan, I think you realize some of those guys that we're bringing back peaked a little bit later in the season. Sidney Curry, namely. LL certainly had flashes. Um, Mike James, there was a lot of positive buzz about him, and he got hurt. You look a little bit closer and you say, these guys all didn't really get a fair shake last year because there was so much dysfunction behind closed doors. Just having a normal coaching staff and a normal offseason and hopefully a normal season should allow some of these guys to take massive steps forward. And also, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, if he hadn't reclassified, probably would have been, he'd be a five-star freshman right now coming into Louisville's program. Kamari Lands, like the buzz about him all summer long has been he's the real deal. So there are reasons to, to have a little bit more optimism if you're this close to the program. But I get, like, I'm not going to get mad at anybody nationally who picks Louisville to have, you know, no. like a sub-500 year because, look, I've had to do the same thing before where I've looked at teams just on paper and fan bases have gotten mad at me and said, you know, well, you don't know how, like, the word on this guy before he got hurt. I'm like, well, you know, I'm, 
I'm just telling you what the numbers are, and I'm trying to go on this like based on just my own rational belief. I mean, if I was a national guy living in Iowa, and I looked at Louisville, I'd probably say this is a 500 team at best. That's because that's the way it looks. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I'd. Yeah, I mean, I would probably be with the ball busting brackets guys and say like we're one of the worst of the season or something. Texas, obviously, this isn't an ideal roster, but I, am I the only one that's kind of excited to see how it works? As Trevor would say, let's embrace the bully in bully ball. I definitely am I mean, curious to see what like, yeah. if if he because the offense that he's been preaching, which we haven't gotten a lot of hard details, but as far as like him saying, I want to play you know, tough man to man defense, and then I want to get out and run and transition a bunch. We're going to play fast. Like that's not necessarily like the best style for a roster with one guard and a bunch of big guys. <laughs> well, you, don't you know, know? those big guys can like I mean. Kevin Durant's a big guy. He can move pretty well. So are we actually going to do this, no, or are we going to do... Say we have a bunch of Kevin Durant's. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> like, are we just going to do, like, the 2014... Remember the, the tweak that Calipari made, where the tweak was really just, like, get the ball to the guards, put their head down, drive into the lane, try to get fouled, or throw up a crazy shot against the backboard that either goes in or one of our gigantic dudes gets and puts back in. Ah, yes, like, the Andrew Harrison offense. Exactly. Like, are we going to try to play like that? Like, half-court style? Like, you know, just kind of ugly bully ball, try to get it in? Like... I don't know. Like I, I'm very curious to see what the style of play is with this very unique roster. Well, if that is the case, if one thing we learned from Ellis last year is putting his head down, just barreling into the lane with no with no idea what he's going to do next. He does have that down. Yeah, we just got to take the floater instead of going I mean, all the way to the rim and getting blocked. Unfortunately, he's also not six five, like two hundred twenty pounds, like Andrew Harrison was no, either. So not. I mean, he's not. Um, <laughs> but the size of Andrew Harrison's leg, maybe. Texas says, Mike, don't ever refer to Pastner as our boy again. That guy's such a dork. It's yeah. our boy. It's our boy. But we also think he's a huge dork. Yeah. Well, that's why he is our boy. We yeah. embrace dorks. Uh, Texas says, hey, look at the bright side. This team will be great at boxing and long jumping. <laughs> we have a horizontal coach. We have the horizontal jump coach. Also. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. We got that guy. He still works here? We just hired him like <laughs> two weeks ago. So, yeah, he's still here. Doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> Texas, as long as Mike doesn't do the basketball intro video of the upcoming season again, I have confidence. Maybe I should do the basketball intro. I'm never going to do it again. Yeah, they're never gonna, I'm never going to be a part of any intro video again. It was my one shot, and it was the worst season of my life. <laughs> Texas says, um, the expectations are the expectations because we're going to suck in basketball. I've just accepted it for this year. It's okay. Uh, Texas, I'm glad that per- you know that that's actually not a pl- bad place to be because anything – yeah. Above your expectations when it's that low is positive. I think that that's, yeah, not a bad mentality to have right no. now. Texas, I definitely am excited to see what's going to happen. I just can't see how this roster will function well. Maybe we can play the four corners offense. Well, four corners offense. Texas, KP built this roster like an NBA team tanking for a better draft pick. Maybe he thinks that's how we get a better recruiting class next year. <laughs> Come on, guys. We're freeing up cap space. Uh, Texas depth is underrated, but you need two point guards in that seven-man rotation. Well, Twos and threes pretty much play the same position. Uh, I agree with that. Depth is overrated in the postseason, but it's not during the regular season. You you need a good eight-man, nine-man rotation during the regular season just because of going through a stretch of 30-something games over several months. The and, larger point, though, is you need two primary ball handlers, which I could not agree with more. You, you've got to have two primary ball handlers. We've got L. Ellis, who's – look – they could both start, though. I don't know. What, I mean, you could have both your – you could have two ball handlers and both be in the start. Exactly, but I'm saying who's the other one. We don't know. We don't. It's going to have to be That doesn't mean Lance. there's not one out there, though. It doesn't. On paper, there's not. No. We haven't seen Kamari Lance play. I think we just have to hope at this point that either he or Mike James, is they're good enough handling the ball that they can potentially be I mean, a point guard. Or Hersey Miller is, is that good. I mean, do we, we barely have one. I mean, I, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. 
I mean, I, I, Ellis is, I mean, he averaged almost as many foot dribbles off the foot last year as he did assists. It, it's, it's an issue. What was his crowd assist last year in a game? What, six? Uh, Do you even have that many in the game? I couldn't tell you. I mean, what would you guess? Just I'm going to say six off the top of my head. Four would be my guess. Okay, you're taking the under then. Yeah, if we're talking his I mean, game is, I'm going to his game log now. The most assists he had in a game last year was uh, three. Ooh, who's that against? It happened a couple of times. Right. No, no, no. I take it back. He had he, he had six in oh, the wow. uh, you know in the ACC tournament game against Georgia Tech. He had okay. six assists. The, his, worst, the only team considered worse than us. Yes. <laughs> the only problem with that is after looking at that, he did not have more than three in any other game. So, um, not yeah. not ideal. He averaged one point six assists per game. But again, he was not playing primarily. I mean, I'm not asking him to average year. six or seven assists a game, though. But you. He, he was playing off the ball last year, yeah, to be fair. He was, yeah. But he averaged um, he averaged exactly as many turnovers as assists last year. At least it wasn't more. But he was playing off the ball. Like that's the, that's the other one. You're like the assist numbers down because trying he played to off be the ball. The turnovers. Here. Well, he was playing off the ball, so that's uh, Try, trying to put lipstick on a pig over here. Yeah, Come on. yeah it's, it's, like, it's it's an issue. Well, well, yeah, Damn yeah. thing keeps oinking. Trust in <laughs> trust in L. Trust in the development. Trust in the staff. That's that's where we have to be right now. I Texas, I've got no idea what to expect from this offense, but I'm excited to see how Curry progressed with Payne coaching him. Yeah, I'm excited for the big guys. I think that there's, I think also like Brent Huntley Hatfield, looking at his highlights from last year. Looking at the, I mean, the, the I know it's a 10-second video, but him going baseline to baseline and drilling threes, seeing some of the, the things that were written about him when he was coming out of high school, I think there's lots of reason to believe that he's going to be a big-time, like, sophomore surprise. Now, I think he could be fantastic. And then Sidney Curry, obviously, if he can get the defensive part of his game down, which is no small thing. We all just kind of toss that out there. Like, well, if he can learn how to play defense, he could be pretty good. The offense was certainly, like, good enough at the ends of last year when he was getting big time minutes the defense was not like like he just he doesn't didn't know how to defend a high ball screen every team picked on him late in the season when he was playing big time minutes he's got to get better on that end if he's going to be like one of the better setters centers in the conference that's uh why you hire kenny payne and you have danny manning and hopefully they can get that part of his game better uh texas as a cards fan who follows this stuff fairly closely i'm just feeling like paralysis by analysis. I just want to see what happens. We had a traditional roster last year as far as positions go, and we sucked to where I didn't even watch some games. We did, but also the roster just didn't fit together. Like, that was – like, we had guard – like, Noah Locke wanted to play the one a little bit, and he I mean, was not we had one. seven new guys on a roster who didn't even know that – didn't get to see their head coach and for, like, months at a time. And, and none of them did the didn't same know who thing the head well. coach was. Like, yeah, it was just – We just – everybody did, like, one thing well, but not, none of it fit well together. Like, Jared West was a great defender – who was not a good enough, quick enough ball handler to yeah, run the point, just, didn't shoot it well enough to take the shots that he took. L. Ellis was a dynamic scorer who struggled with ball handling and, and I mean, passing, decision-making. Um, Noah Locke could shoot sometimes. In practice. Didn't defend, didn't really Florida. handle the ball that well. Like, And then, you know, Mason Faulkner was never really healthy. We never, I think, really got to see him. It, it just it was a, it was a weird was roster. injured doghouse. Curry was it took a little bit to get groomed. Jalen uh, Withers, the offense didn't fit him. Yeah, um, who's the other? Uh, Wheeler was was banged Hurt. up a little bit. Yeah, and he, I mean it was just yeah. It, 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 I don't think you could find a more perfect storm of of cluster belief. Guys fighting each other after over chicken fingers in the locker room. Like it was just it was bad. <laughs> cursing out Chris Mack, Mack cursing out guys, Mack Cross being a psycho. Like it was just it was a lot of stuff. There was a, we had a lot of bleep going on. <laughs> I mean, We're dealing with some serious bleep. <laughs> 
Texas says, the fan of me thinks this can work, but lack of guards from the portal with Wagner reportedly leaning to UK. Dot, dot, dot. We were sold on elite recruitment to sway fears of lack of experience. That's where I think the... I think if you're talking about be, people being overly upset or overly worried like a, a few months into a new coach's tenure and having him not head co- coach the game, I think that's where the concern is. We were kind of... I mean, I, I'm saying the same thing I've said a bunch of times at this point, but a program like Louisville doesn't hire a 55-year-old who's never coached a game before unless there's some other characteristic that he brings to the table that can balance that out. And with Kenny Payne, it was it's the recruiting, right? It's well, the, and the alumni cannot die. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, that's, you know, Kenny Payne, you had the Kenny, question. Kenny Payne went to Iowa, and we wouldn't have, he exactly. would never been considered. Yeah. Exactly. And that was a, people brought that up on the text line a bunch. You know, if Kenny Payne didn't play here, would he even be considered? No. But also, like, John Shire wouldn't be considered for the Duke job if he hadn't no. gone to Duke and coached at Duke. Hubert Davis wouldn't have probably been North Carolina job. But if Kenny Payne, if he doesn't kill it with his 2023 class, assuming there's no postseason ban for 2024 and there's no built-in excuse there then he better show us some coaching acumen this season with this limited roster like they better overachieve a little bit or else people are going to understandably get a little bit panicky i don't think it's fair to judge his recruiting attributes on this this first offseason though i think it's and we've talked about it at length you know the reason some of my reasons why a the, the the looming still consistent looming non-stop looming forever looming NCAA violation situation. Well, no, but we're talking 2023 class. Oh, we're that, not talking. No, no, 23, we're not talking there's no excuse. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no excuse. No, but there have been people I think hard on him for this class. Yeah, the, 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 with the transfers. And, and obviously the not la- the 2022 class. Though, yeah, because no, they were all done. The, the 23 class, the, the Widener class. No, you have there is no there is no net. If you're falling off that trapeze, you're breaking your neck. Um. All right, one last one, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back. And we'll talk about something different. Texas says Sidney Curry's game is just like Louisville football. Always top ranked in offensive production, garbage defense. Well, that's well, he's got improvable. We'll see. I mean, he Texas also say they totally agree with uh, you on the fake jerseys thing. Uh, Nick Coffee has some uh, Fugazi ones though. Uh, well, Co- Nick Coffee's, buys, Coffee's jersey collection though is Nick outrageous. buys so many jerseys. I'm not with two kids. I think he maybe have a reason to get some fake. ones. You got to go overseas. Yeah, because he's got. I mean, you've got two toddlers. I mean, you've got you know. You know, the, the 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 suburban life. I mean, he's got the nice house in East End. Radio, trust me, doesn't pay that much. He's got a nice jerseys collection. I, I could see him having to do that. I'm with you. All right, we got to go to break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about DJ Wagner in Spain. Some of the reports about him there. Also, this new big recruiting visit is the the 502 BBQ. I don't know if it's that weekend, but there's another big weekend in football recruiting it's that's Burger coming week up. I hear. And it is Louisville Burger Week around here. We can talk about that if you want to, Trev. Any oh, burger man. thoughts? Probably save with, them, save them for the break. Okay, okay, save, right, save, right, right, just, right. just process your thoughts, hold them in together, I'm and gonna, then we'll, we'll get we'll get your take on little, Burger Week coming up after the break. Before we do that, got to remind you, our friends over at Shady Rays, keeping you in style all summer long. Go to ShadyRays.com, look at their wide array of sunglasses, pick out the pair or pairs that best fit you, and when you check out, use the promo code BIGX. It's going to save you 15% on all your purchases from Shady Rays, and if something happens to those sunglasses in the first 30 days, they're going to hook you up with a replacement pair or replacement pairs. It's the Shady Rays guarantee. Go to ShadyRays.com all summer long and use that promo code BIGX when you check out. We'll take a break. When we come back, more of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Why did I move to Southern California? Smile gets the blue. Someone should have warned you. They should have warned you. Could be by, by, could be by, oh, 
Welcome back in. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Tuesday edition here on 1450 The Big X. I told you this earlier in the show. I think we had a comp. Well, first of all, do you want to get your Burger Week take out? Did you even remember what you were thinking about? It's not. Troy came in here. He asked you a question. You lost all the information. Troy came in here and started naming uh, eagles. Just started naming like, yeah, eagles. Yeah, I'm just like, he came in. He was like, what's up, Randall? Cunningham. And he, like his intention was to call me a bunch of eagles names, and he couldn't remember any after Randall. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Deshaun. And then he ended, yeah, he ended up eventually uh, getting a few out of, out, out and about. But I, my burger take is kind of – here's the thing. Like, oh, no. I eat, I eat everything plain. So, like, I'm watching, like, they're doing, like, I guess the WWE News, which I watch – that's like my local news go to. Sorry to, you know, WHS and all your other people, though, helicopters. But that's kind of one I go to. Maybe it's because it comes on at 10. And they're doing like uh, every day, they're doing like a different like, place and locally for the Burger Week to like promote. And the thing to me is like I eat everything with just cheese and bacon only at the most. So most of these burgers that are like, this burger's awesome or this burger's awesome, it's got all this stuff on Too much it. stuff for you. Yeah, and I don't want it. So, like, for me, that's like I don't ever go to Red Robin. Like, some people are like, oh, you like Red Robin. <laughs> it's all the same. Literally, everything on the menu is the exact same to me. <laughs> don't ever go to Red Robin. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm just saying. What's wrong with Red Robin? <laughs> do, you know, do you know how people tell you that before? You just, you just said it so earnestly. <laughs> like, Red Robin. Like, let's go to Red Robin. I'm like, ah. I mean, they're like, look at all these menus they have. They have like 40 different burgers. I'm like, no, it's, I mean, the, the it's impl- one item on the menu to me. The implication is that people have been playing. hounding you for the better part of your life, just begging you to go to Red. You've got to go to Red Robin. Oh, yeah. You're done. You would love Red. Like, everybody, just lo- every person in your life, family members, friends, acquaintances, ex-loves, <laughs> you've got to go to Red Robin. And you're like, I, I, too much stuff. Like uh, Another example, WB Cousins, local, lo- a local, great love local Cousins, establishment. Right by my house. And good burgers, don't get me wrong. But like the the biggest sex appeal to them is the, all the, the different toppings you yeah. can get on your bar, and I don't want all that. I just want, I just want a good, nice, medium rare. But you could also get the Reese's cookies. Oh my god, the cookies are good, but I can't put that on my burger. Still, now I do like my burger. I like it. Maybe a little teriyaki soaked in with the meat is always a good thing. Maybe, you know, uh, you know, again. Different cheeses I'm okay with. So you're saying Louisville Burger Week is just too extravagant for your taste. It is, yeah. Mm. It's like, you know, like I can't remember the place. It was someplace near U of L campus they were promoting last night. And the burger looked okay, but they're like, oh, you put mushroom on it and Swiss and this sauce. And I'm like, I'll leave the Swiss on there. That's about it. I like Swiss on my burgers anyway. What kind of cheese are you on your go to on your burgers? See, I, I, I'm not particular. I, I will like. I'll try everything. I, I can do like a black and blue burger with blue cheese. Ugh. I can do Colby Jack. I mean, I, I like to get out there with the burgers. First of all, blue cheese doesn't count as cheese. It's like the sure it does. It's like the cheese. It's a like stepchild of the cheese. It's black and blue burger. No, it's, with blue cheese, you it's get a little bit cheese. You get like crumbles. burger well done. You get the blue cheese crumbles on there. You can get Ugh. blue cheese in sort of block form too. I guess, but eh, I don't care for count that as little cheese. I, I can do any. Kind. I'll rock American. I'll rock. Uh, but cheddar. what's your favorite go to? Um, you got to pick. I mean, I'm with you. I'll, I'll, I'll do Pepper Jack, Colby, Swiss. I was cheddar, going to say I mean, probably. It depends on the burger. and depends on what else I'm getting. But if I'm just like a standard burger, I'll probably say Pepper Jack. 
Was that more of a Swiss? Pepper Jack. I like Pepper Jack too, Swiss, but it, really? sometimes sometimes I don't hmm. want that kick that Pepper Jack offers. Swiss is very, it's pretty bland. I like Swiss on a burger. I don't know why it does it. To, and of course, I like Swiss on my like hot ham and cheese um, or my turkey. Texas says real quick, Mike and Trevor, best burger in Louisville. Um, and is Five Guys overrated or not? I like Five Guys. I've only been there once. It depends on where you're rating it. I went there on a lunch break when I worked for Insight. Put down your bingo card. <laughs> and I, I just, it was the only time I ever went there and it didn't blow me away. I need to give it another chance. But it is, yeah. I mean, again, again you got to remember, I eat everything with just cheese only on it. Yeah. So if this is somewhere you're like, oh, they've got this seasoning or that sauce or yada, 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 you're, you're speaking Sanskrit to me because I don't understand it. Um, and my favorite burger. Like, I feel like you have to mention, like, one of the burger places because... It's got to be nice and thick, though, right? Like, Muscle Burger Bar is very, very good. I've had two different ones there. I loved both of them. So, that'd probably be my number one. Okay. Um, I don't know where that... Where, where is that at? I can't are they, that and more, more importantly, are they on DoorDash? I don't think they're on DoorDash. <laughs> Bastards. Um, I went there, like, their opening back in the day. It's on... It's it's somewhere... One of the... Like, 6th, 7th Street, somewhere downtown. Okay. Um, a farther than I usually go in my yeah, comfort zone. It's very good. Okay. I think there's another one actually somewhere. Like they have, mul- they have, I think they have multiple locations, but that's the one that I've been to. Um, it's called Muscle Burger. Uh, Muscle and Burger Bar. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, I love when I usually go to Jack Fry's. I feel like I have to get a fillet, but I've been there for lunch a couple of times, and I've gotten the burger one time. It was delicious there. Never been. Can't there. go wrong there. Um, I've heard of it though. I used to Cousins Burger still very solid. Are good, it's a li- yeah. I feel like it's a little bit different than it was like 15, 20 years ago, I went, but it's still very good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because I went there not too long ago since the show's been on. I think I told you I was like I'm going to the Cousins, and I went there and it was yeah. I feel like there's a couple others that I'm just a Grind Burger is good. What's the uh, been there once? Very good. They sponsor with the um, I want to say they sponsor with the bats. Is it eighty twenty or something? Kellers or Kellens? Kalens. Kalens, okay. So Kalens, ori- and they are on DoorDash. Kalens is like that was going to be my choice, but it was the old Kalens, which they used to say that place was the home of the cheeseburger. They claimed that the cheeseburger was invented there. It was right by where Mary's old house used to be on, on Shady Lane. No, that can be true. <laughs> I, there was their claim for a long, long time. Like they had the sign, like they still have the sign out there in front of the building that says like, "Home of the, the like the invention of the cheeseburger," um, and then it closed like we used to have parties there like we'd like rent out the the top deck place that they had there at kaylin's we had a derby party there a couple of times um but it closed and it's reopened like the branding's different now it's like yeah it's like kaylin's 80 20 or whatever it's not 80 20 or something it's something like that they kept the name but yeah it's supposed to be like the home of the cheeseburger because it was something before it was kaylin's too and it was should i try should i give them a try though i really like their burger they had a black and blue burger that i really liked they had a cheeseburger that i really really liked um but I have not been there since, like, the ownership changed. According to Wikipedia, the cheeseburger was invented in Pasadena. Well, you can talk to the people at Caitlin. <laughs> I mean, what's, like, the hot brown claim? And we, and I know we'll claim taking the They claim they invented it in 1934. Really? Yeah. Because it was Carl's back in the day. Carl. Oh, yeah. Carl's. I know Carl. Classic Carl. Classic Carl. But it, it was Mulligan's is what it was before. I cannot remember the name. Mulligan's is what it was, but then it became Kalen's, and now it's the Kalen's 8020. I'm about to give them a, give them a, give them a go. I, I was thinking about just doing burgers all week from DoorDash in honor Burger Week. I want you to get out there. Try some new things. Well, I mean, I've tried new places. I mean, still, I got a, I did I did Cheesecake Factory, which is somewhat new to me. I think I told you, I first time I read Cheesecake Factory was just a few months ago. 
I'd never eaten there before until recently. I wouldn't lump Cheesecake Factory in with what we're talking about. Like Cheesecake Factory is fine, but it's it's a national chain. <laughs> Best New York's pizzas in New York. <laughs> I'm gonna go get me a well, New York slice. Well, what's wrong with a, a chain burger? I mean, does it have to be? It can't be chain burgers aren't allowed to be. Well, it's Louisville Burger Week. We're talking about mostly local establishments. Oh, I just thought That's we were these talking about burgers are. in general. Well, I mean, yeah, if you want to use like McDonald's, you can, I guess. But well, I wouldn't. But I mean, yeah. I knew that this was going Arby's. to. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're gone now. They got new spicy chicken. I'm looking. I'm, I'm very intrigued to try. Texas, we got to hypnotize, hypnotize this man ASAP so he can enjoy all the burgers of the world, not just chains. Um, Texas says, "God, I wish I loved anything as much as Trevor loves talking about burgers." <laughs> well, dude, burgers are good. Texter says, uh, Smashburger on Hurstbourne is top three in Louisville for me. I've never eaten at Smashburger. I have not. Eat- I've heard very good things. Yeah. No, I think, wait a minute. Is that the one on the corner or by where Tony Roma's used to be? I can't remember if that's Smashburger or like Home Run Place or something. There's a Home Run Burgers that's around there. Too. Yeah, on, I forget. The one, on the, one, the one over in the same plaza is the old Tony Roma's. I think you're thinking of the, the Home Run Burger. Okay, I have had that one. It's okay. I mean, it's nothing to write home about. I, would, I wouldn't call it a Home Run. More like a triple was an error texas lonnie's and shady lane cafe have the best burgers in town well, lonnie's doesn't have burgers lonnie's has like beef sandwiches i don't think you can qualify that <laughs> as a, a burger a burger a beef it's sandwich. like chicago style it's like pulled pulled beef with on with uh like pork? peppers yeah i mean it's like shaved beef it's not it's not a burger like when a hamburger you, when you grow up did you have the uh the the as, as eddie murphy would call it the ghetto burger where you had like you, you had the the your mom would get the the meat patty and like make it herself, and like it would just be like just weirdly lumped. You'd have like green peppers hanging out of it, and on on top of it, she'd put it on white bread. To where if you ever had a burger, homemade burger on white bread, where like the grease just seeks into I've it. I've done that before, yeah. And it's just like it's you, you have like crust around the meat, and the rest of the bread just basically stuck into the meat into the bread. I've done that before, yeah. Okay, I mean, I kind of grew up on on those a little bit. Like that was kind of my. I mean, my mom would be like, yeah, you know, as God love her, you know, she didn't want to buy the video games, she brought me all the cheap ones. Therefore, you know, getting the bread, you know, the reason to buy hamburger buns, they're 40 cents more expensive. Hmm. You know, you can just get a, you know, some white, some Wonder Bread and put it right there and homemade burger. Oh, man, I grew up on those things. They were good. Uh, the section's adamant that Lonnie's has burgers. I, I, if they do, I'm not going to Lonnie's for burgers. Like, I'm sure Portland, they're good. Do they have DoorDash? I'm sure they're good because Lonnie's <laughs> is, is tremendous. But if I'm going to Lonnie's, I'm getting a hot dog and I'm getting beef sandwiches. Spicy well, she, beef, Italian beef, I'm getting something. Speaking of hot dogs. Best uh, sandwich in Louisville. July 4th, we were off. I worked the Bats game. Uh-huh. And in Southern Indiana, I have different DoorDash options in Southern Indiana, which so it's kind of like being in like a new area. I'm like, ooh, cool, new presence. I, for the first time ever on July 4th, ate Nathan's hot dogs. Nathan's hot dogs are good. Nathan's burgers are good. Too. They're apparently they're they're in Southern Indiana on DoorDash. So I ordered a few, ordered like four hot dogs, different kinds, and some cheese. They were good. I'd never had a. I figured you know what? It's Fourth of July. When when better time to ever have a Nathan's hot dog for the first time? The most patriotic thing you can do is you know sit on your ass and have somebody deliver the food to you Literally. from Indiana. Yeah, well done. And it was it was tasty. Other than the fact I think I ordered a Coke and they brought me a diet. I don't know if that was them just trying to give me a hint, but. Texas says, give me a breakfast burger with the over-easy egg on top, thick-cut bacon, cheese, drizzle of real syrup. Are you a breakfast burger guy? Not really. I'm I'm not. I'm a breakfast, like, uh I'm not an guy. over-easy egg, though. I'm, I'm My eggs are scrambled. I want my eggs scrambled. I'm that not a big. Not surprise me. <laughs> Texas 80-20 at Kalen's is great. Five guys is a national chain, by the way. It is, uh, but still good. 
I thought Five Guys was local. No. Me. I always thought it was local. Texas Highway 55 Burgers in Jeffersonville. Good old-fashioned cheeseburger. We may have to try that next time we're at the OG studio. I had a burger one time really good in New Mexico off uh, Route 66. It was called like Laguna Burger. Okay. It was really good. Uh, the Texas says, the, I guess, the uh, Muslim Burger Bar, there's two locations. One's 6th Street, one's Taylorsville Road. Okay. I think I've actually been to both now that I think about it. I went one time with Mary's family. Taylorsville Road would like be, might be on DoorDash. That's might. East End. Give it a shot. Very good. What was the place But they're again? definitely, like, you're going to have to, like, they're exotic burgers. Oh, are you talking about Kalen's again? No. Oh, muscle no. Burger. Muscle bar. Burger. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Texas says, does TK need to have his own show from 9 to 3 to get it all out of his system each day? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, okay, Texas says, this is going to transition to our next conversation. As fun as burger talk is. <laughs> He says, Matty Bang said today that he's, uh, Matt Jones, 90% sure that DJ's going to UK. Truth be told, we were always up against the odds to get him from UK if we want to piece it all together. The Cal to Juan relationship, Nike UK attention, better roster, guaranteed to play, 24 postseason, it all mounts up against us. Yeah, but that's not what anybody was told. Like, not, that's, not the nobody main... was saying that. Like, oh. that, we, we can't rewrite history now and say, well, UK was all, like, everybody said, you get Kenny Payne, you're going to get DJ Wagner. Yeah. And, like, also, I don't think 2024 – I'll be shocked if we get a postseason ban in 2024 unless it's they don't get it in time to affect this season and it just gets pushed back to 2024. But, like, also, like, his grandfather's on staff. Like, like he calls Kenny Payne family. Like, what was the whole like, – like, why did everybody start saying it's a done deal, Kenny Payne to Louisville? Like, what were all the national prognostications coming out, that the crystal ball predictions and all that stuff? Why was it all – you know, DJ Wagner to Louisville, was it just because we hired Milton and some people jumped the gun? There clearly was something out there that was saying this kid's leaning towards Louisville, and then everything changed when he went to Spain. Um, so I, I can't just give a free pass because UK's been doing this longer because this is not what— and the people, same people who are trying to say this now are the same people who are saying it's a done deal. He's going to come here. This is one of the reasons why you hire Kenny Payne five months ago. And I, you needed to get the kid. I mean, first of all, we— it, Texture, are you sure when, when when Matt made that prediction, was he talking about this universe or another one? In a world. Because it, it could have been the other world. It could have been a different world. And I'm just talking about the spinoff from the Cosbys. All right. It, it could have been another world he's talking about. Second, I know we're, you know how I know we're going to get DJ Wagner? How? It's it's karma. This this is our return karma for Tennessee and Allen Houston. When in Tennessee stole Wade and took our recruit with them because, because it was the dad. This is this is our return. This is our up, a comeuppance. Now, hopefully, Payne's tenure lasts a lot better than Papa Houston's did because that was four very bad years. And then fired as soon as his son was left for the pros. But that this is this is this is the, the return. The boomerang returns. The pendulum has swung. The the I can't even of an analogy. But fill in the blank. You know the, that this is our return for that. Our payback for losing Allen. Which would have been our last national championship run by Denny Crum in the early nineties. Are you saying we should have hired Dewan to be the head coach? <laughs> well, we didn't go that far. We got Milt, and Kenny's a father figure. So you know, here is the because we're getting the son. Now we're getting the prodigal son. Unfortunately for us, DJ will probably be here one year, where Allen lasted four years. Because I, I, I'm, I push back against the whole. Ever since it's changed and people are saying that it looks more and more like he's going to UK, you're seeing Louisville fans say, well, of course, they're recruiting him longer. Like Now that's become kind of the, the spin. And I, I don't really buy that because it's been sold as 50-50 ever since Kenny Payne got hired. If anything, we were viewed as the front runners. So I don't think you can just now say, well, they've been recruiting him for this long. We just got in on him late. Like 
you can flip a kid late. We've seen this. Like, Kentucky's lost a recruit late in the game each of the last four years. James Wiseman was theirs until Penny got hired. Guess what? Penny got James Wiseman. Uh, Cade Cunningham was theirs until Cade Cunningham's brother got hired at Oklahoma State. Guess what? Oklahoma State got Cade Cunningham. Hello? DJ Wagner was supposed to be theirs until we hired Milt Wagner. Are we just not going to get Milt Wagner and say, well, they were doing it longer? Like It's it's not like this is uncharted territory. Four words for you. Marcus Teague, Trey Lyles. They swooped in and got our they guys. Came in, got, we, I don't even think, was it, was it Teague that, that, that Calper even went, like, was so cocky and brash about getting him from us? That well, we he, hired Marcus he went, Teague. He went as far as saying, I've never even seen the kid play. Like, he hadn't even visited him. We And we hired his, like, handler, like, Shabaka Lance, who is still, again, somehow related to Kamari Lance. I've got to figure out the story here. <laughs> but we hired that guy and then fired him, like, three days after Marcus D committed to, to UK. But he, like, I don't buy that spin. Here's the spin that we now have, though, that's out there. So Jonathan Gavoni, draft expert over at ESPN, he went to Spain to cover the FIBA World Cup Under-17 event and write about the guys that were over there that won the gold medal. And he wrote about DJ Wagner and says, basically – Pretty mixed bag from DJ White. The numbers weren't great. He was 4 of 21 from 3. He only averaged 6 points per game. Good jet lag. He looked kind of, well, they all, I think, went together. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, he did not look like the best prospect in America in this week. I mean, he looked, they, Gavoni says, he looked behind some of the 2024 kids that were it's on okay, because he wasn't in America. His team. So, he says it was a bit surprising to see uh, DJ Wagner, the number one player in our 2023 high school class, fade into the background for big parts of the competition in Spain. In fact, Wagner looked fairly ordinary while playing a different role than what we've seen from him this point in his career. He was shaded to his weaker left hand. Teams forced him to go left because there was so much traffic, and he didn't look as strong with the left hand as he does with the right. He lacks physicality in a major way. He also gambled and got lost off the ball at times uh, when he was playing defense. He struggled to guard without fouling the half court. He's still growing into his thin frame and doesn't have great length to compensate, putting him on a smaller end of the spectrum of NBA point guards and leaving him less margin for error physically. Um, Jeez, Jonathan, what did he just like, no show you on an interview or something? Well, he talked about how it was a good learning experience for him. He also said, you know, he's even on his AAU team, like the other best player is your boy Bradshaw, but he's a big guy. When it comes to guards, he hasn't played with a whole lot of guys that are as good as he is. And so he's kind of struggled playing with elite talent where it's not just give the ball to DJ and let him go. Um, that's the AAU style. Apparently that was the style at Camden High School, at least when it comes to the backcourt. So he's got to get used to playing with talented backcourts. Um, you know, maybe no, maybe no. that's another self for a little more. Come, say, come here. No, not here he doesn't. Not here. We're going to tell him to give him the ball and We go. may not recruit another guard again next we're year gonna, if you want to come we're here. We're going to Doug Collins all over him. You know, give the ball to DJ and get the hell out of the way. But so this is now the spin for both Louisville or Kentucky if, if Louisville winds up getting him, you know, not that good anyway. But, like now it's that because before it's the number one player in America. We both really want him. There's he's no not ba- that good. But now it's like you know he's he, he's trending down. He's like Imani Bates. He's you know, he's really good two years ago. That's the Kentucky tr- effect. But if you get him, if we get him, he's he's the best thing in the world. He's the greatest oh, yeah. player. And if UK gets him, he's the best thing in the world. But whoever doesn't get him now, they're like you know Gavoni says he's, he's not that overrated. good. You see him in Spain. He can't even dribble with his left hand. Just force mm. him to go left. He's going to dribble it right off his foot. <laughs> so now that that spin is out there, but. It's interesting that also this is coming from ESPN, which is the only scouting service that had him still at number one in the 2023 class. Um, the other two went with Gigi Jackson. I think even well, – even, But he's about to reclassify. He's about to reclassify. Yeah. But even Rivals has um, – they bumped Wagner down to number three. The kid from Indianapolis who were recruiting but not apparently don't have a shot with. Oh, crap. Was this the Gigi Wagner update? Oh, yeah. Hit the, hit the, hit the, hit the song. I just realized that I'm late to the, the party here. 
DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, is he even that good after Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, only if he comes to your team, Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, why? The long boss, the third run, where it goes a little bit longer, throws you up every time. Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. He had too much papaya Paella! Whatever. Okay, there we go. Now we can continue with the DJ Wagner update of the day. <laughs> Sorry about that. I think it's the, the, the burger talk confu- got me all... all the burger th- talk threw you off. Yeah, it threw me off there. Yeah, it was... I'm uh, rewatching Game of Thrones. Rival, don't do it. Rivals has... Um, <laughs> quick. <laughs> don't. It, it's done. I mean, I can... They killed it. I mean, I can at least watch the first five seasons again, right? They, no, they killed it. It's over. <laughs> Rivals has Xavier Booker from Cathedral, um, Indianapolis, who's a power forward. They have him as their number two player. You would assume he's going to be bumped up to number one when Gigi Jackson reclassifies and goes to South Carolina, where's which is he, still a weird thing to say. Where's uh, Where's the guy from Indianapolis looking at Indiana on that list, I assume? I would assume. I know they've I would offered like him. I think he's on the list. Whether he goes there or not is another question. The um, the only thing that I heard about him was Michigan State and Duke are the two schools that he's like the hottest on. I've been in the You gotta hate Michigan State for more reasons than one. Like, do they do they still more recruits out of Indiana than anybody? Yeah, or like Purdue. You're like, I mean, come on. I mean, at least you're a big guy. We're Purdue. We love big guys. Yeah. I mean, Purdue's at least in the state. I mean, like if you're IU, I mean, Michigan man. No, I'm saying like Purdue should be mad at Duke oh, as well. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They come yeah. in like, yeah, we got this guy. We've also taken a lot of guys that Purdue has been after in recent. Like they really wanted Malik Williams. He was from Fort Wayne, and we took. Remember the the Fort He's Wayne a little short. The Fort Wayne columnist. Wrote a big thing about like how can you go to like you must have a lack of morals to go to that program over Purdue. I'm like shut up, get out of my face. I mean, he wasn't far. I mean, in hindsight, I mean, shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back at it, God, maybe it wasn't too far off. <laughs> Texture says uh, Kenny knew that DJ was overrated and wouldn't play well in Spain. He saw this coming the whole time, and that's why he backed off making the trip. Go cards, go Kroger. <laughs> Is Kenny Payne? You know, is he living in some sort of, uh, you know, metaverse where he just he realizes that in he knows exactly what's going to happen to you. That explains why he didn't go to Spain. Maybe he doesn't have a passport. He wants to see him at his best. Maybe he forgot to renew his passport. That's Texas says uh, <laughs> IARP is not announcing until October. Maybe. We don't know. No. Um, it's just as possible it could be 2023-24 as 2022-23. Um, I would hope not. I would hope that if they get it done in October – it's going to be for the current season. If it does bleed into November, then I think you get word like that. I said this before when we had we breached this topic before. That's worst case scenario. Imagine we just started the season. We started playing in November. Uh, imagine we lose a couple of games early, and then we get the ruling from the IRP. We're not affecting this season not hard though. Hard if you try. <laughs> like we, I mean, that would you, we'd be sitting on the sidelines essentially for two full years because you'd have to sit through that whole season that. In this hypothetical, again, we're not very good. Like, that sucks. You're still waiting for the future. And then you don't have a shot at landing an elite 2023 class because you've got the postseason ban for next year. And, oh, by the way, you have an entire offseason the the next year where you know you're going into a lame duck year where you can't play in the ACC or NCAA tournament. Like, that is – you want to talk about, like – ACC. And also, we would be staring down a thing where the punishment the, – the punishment of all punishments wouldn't come till an end, to an end until after 2024 and – it would be for a transgression that took place in what, 2016? It's a decade. 
Good God. Yeah, I, I just I can't even think about that. Uh, Texas says also the grandpa at UofL advantage over his dad with a closer relationship to Cal. Doesn't seem like that's the right path. Yeah, but like, again, the dad is, I mean, I, I guess, but the dad also didn't play at Kentucky. Is it, if Cal and the dad were, I know they have like a family like relationship, but if that was it, I don't know. I, I feel like the UofL ties should be closer. Ke- but Kenny's more of a father than. In fact, a rumor was that he was almost named K- KJ, Kenny Jr. <laughs> Put that on a message board, people. <laughs> Texas says, uh, bro, did you seriously get us with the Darius Washington going down in flames again? Oh, I did. I brick-rolled everybody today on the News and Notes post on Car Chronicle. G-G. I brought it back. I did it with the John Calipari Conference USA Hall of Fame. I'm like, you're not going to believe who he thanked when he, when he acknowledged this. And it was a link to the Darius Washington YouTube video. I think I've brought this up before. That's one of those you know where you were moments, right? Like, oh you my remember, god, yeah, yeah. I we celebrated. I was so hungover. It was you my were sophomore in year dorm, college, right? In Dayton, it was in our we had an apartment sophomore year. Okay, we were in Dayton, right? Yeah, and I'm watching with my my best friend, who's also a diehard U of L fan. And when they foul, like our other roommates were not U of L fans, and like one of them was like could tell being a, like he was trying to like keep it down low, but he was being an ass. And I was like wanted to like just chuck a beer at his face. And we, when he missed the third, because when he missed the second one, that's when you're like, okay, like we're not losing right now. Like, we're going is, at least overtime. At least we're going yes, to overtime. Yes. And F this dude who just looked at Calipari and said it's over after he made the first one. I want him to die. And when he misses the third one, that was probably like a top five like celebration of my life because I hated Darius Washington. I've hated him. I hated him before that game. I hated him afterwards. Like, as Ellis Miles said, it's kind of hard to feel bad about a dude when he's sticking his tongue out and saying everything about your mom like during the game. And, like, I mean, my buddy w- w- sprints to the fridge, grabs a, uh, a beer. Like, I'm so hungover. Like, we both shotgun beers right in the room. Like, just beer flying everywhere. Fan- incredible day. Maybe people forget Darius Washington was a big recruit, too. He was huge, yeah. Like, yeah, he was, I remember, he was, I think he was McDonald's All-American, if I remember right. Because Calipari, like, because there was a whole big thing. He was kind of like a, he clashed with the other Memphis players. And they had a really disappointing season. And then they got good at the end of the year because Calipari was basically like, I'm letting Darius do everything. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm siding with him. And they, you know, they still needed to win that game to make the NCAA tournament, which, you know, they didn't. It was yeah, hilarious. I mean, people forget Cal, I think, was in what it took him like six years to get to the tournament in Memphis, seven years. Was that long? It took a while. He went to like four straight in that team. I knew they weren't great. Yeah. But like that team should have been much better. And they finally hit their stride late. And then to do that on your home floor with the NCAA tournament hanging in the balance, it was just, if you didn't like that kid, which I did not, oh, it was wonderful. I was working because it was on a Sunday afternoon, if I remember right. Or was it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. It was the day before selection. Okay. Sunday. I knew Okay, I, I knew it was in the afternoon, though. It was, an, it was a daytime game because I had to work. I was uh, working solo at the pizza box that day because it was, that's why I know it was day. I just remember my table was just all looking at me because I was just going insane. It was incredible. Well, the, 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 the weirdest look I got was when Cisco committed the foul and I yelled, more obscenities than one man's server should be Just yelling bad. in the middle of a restaurant. Uh, Texas, real quickly, I know we have to go to break. I'm actually really shocked at how bad KP has been at recruiting. I mean, we were all sold that KP is an elite recruiter. Not only has that not come to fruition, but he's not getting anyone, like literally not getting anyone. It's still, I don't it's think still too early you're, there. You're misusing the words literally right off the bat. He literally did get people. I mean, well, but not, re- not re- recruits besides Devin Ree. Okay, that's. That, that, but you can't say he literally got no one when he li- did get people. Maybe not to your this Texas standards, but but if we're talking, I guess you know. I mean, he got a transfer and a kid who was only available because LSU fired their coach. Oh, like, like it certainly has been a. I, I guess you can use the word disappointing start, but I'm not willing to like. Who's to say that we don't wind up getting DJ Wagner, or even if we don't, still end up landing like a top five class? Like we're in on some of these 2023 kids. We, I, I know he's it's secretive. Like we. 
people keep asking, like, who do we have a shot with? I'm like, I don't know because they don't say anything. Like, like we're not on the list for anybody else besides, like, Bradshaw and uh, DJ Wagner, who both are trending towards Kentucky. But who's to say that it doesn't get turned around and we're all just overreacting? I'm willing to give the man some time. I thought we tapped out on Bradshaw. Well, we didn't tap out, but he's everybody thinks he's going to UK. Okay. Um, real quickly, says, again, I know this is harsh, as you both have stated. Things can turn quick in basketball, but so far it feels like we were sold a bill of goods. Just wait till our first five-star signs uh, proponents lamented. Yeah, I mean, I get the feeling. I understand the panic because this season looks the way it does. And, like, we were – like, that was the word. Like, when Kenny Payne was hired, it's going to happen fast. Like, we're going to – all these five-stars are coming to town. All these kids are going to commit. All these guys are going to sign. It's and it hasn't happened yet. So like, I'm not going to say that I'm not a little bit uneasy about the way things have gone. I mean, you can use the Cal Perry argument of how it can be. You can go from night to day within the blink of an eye in one season, but then again, you also have the Cal Perry comparison in his first year where he had that great recruiting class because he stole them all from Memphis, where he had already had, had them locked up. I mean, Kenny didn't have that luxury. If Kenny maybe had been, at, I don't want to say at UK, but at another school last year. We might. I mean, there's a good chance we might have had a better recruiting class this year, because he would have had some players probably can maybe committed. Say he was at I don't know, Tennessee. See, or, but I think people are more concerned now about the, the way things are at, trending with 2023. Like that's where the focus is at this point. Like, well, I wouldn't be worried about that just yet. I mean, I'm, I'm not. That doesn't concern me as much. I mean, I I have confidence and faith at this point that the 23 class will be will be good. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we go to break, I know you guys don't do a lot of traffic updates, but please let listeners know there's a major wreck at Hurstbourne Lane on 64 East, and it's backed up all the way to the tunnels. Avoid 64 East at all if possible. There you go. Is that the way we go home? Hmm? I, th- no, it's not. The, okay, full disclosure, I do. I am horrible with, with interstate names. I get all of them mixed up. No. Which, what's the one we take over here? That's, six, that's 264. 264. Okay. Yeah, 264 okay. is Watterson. Uh, so avoid 64 East at all if possible. There's your traffic update from the Mike Rutherford Show. we got to go to break. When we come back, we got one more hour. we got a couple of, <laughs> couple of football nuggets. People seem to want to talk more about DJ Wagner and Kenny Payne. We can do that a little bit if you want to. Uh, hit us up on the Thornton Stacks line at 502-414-1450. And then a thorough all-star game preview from Trevor Kelsey. That's coming your way uh, next year on the Mike Rutherford Show. Here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Oh, my. And that's why I hang my hat in Tennessee. Twin soldiers and Nixon coming. We're finally on our own. This summer I hear the drumming. Fan may be a little bit strong. There are a few songs that I like. This is I'm like you. I like you. Yeah. No. I'm good with this. The theme for today on music, by the way, is songs with state titles in the name. Yep. I try to do a different states. Like there was some websites that like list all like every a song with you know each state's like best song or whatever. But some of them are like yeah, because I because otherwise I could I could have just literally gone all California. Like if there's is there a state that's like named in more songs? No, I, probably not. Surprisingly, right there in the, in the top tier list is Tennessee as well, though. And t- and I did use the Tennessee. I did Tennessee Jed. That's a shout out, by the way, to our man Dugan. 
his first dog before better was named Jed after Tennessee Jed. Nice. So that was a shout out to him. But you know, you also had like the rest of development Tennessee. And, um, there was a Chris Stapleton song that constantly came up in my search. Uh, I think it's called Tennessee Whiskey. I think maybe. Uh, so Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, Texas, and California, I think are like your three maybe most popular states. Yeah, New York's got to be up there too. New York, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's got to be. You up have there. New York, New York, and New York State of Mind, but. Uh, I mean, you've got yeah. I mean, New York State of Mind. You have the because like what the New York State of Mind was also a Nas song too before it was. Yeah, Kentucky. Like I, I wanted, I was going to do Kentucky. The only two Kentucky, but I wanted to do the. The um the song off of um uh Blue Moon of Kentucky keep on running okay but I I think it's just called Blue Moon or something maybe if I read it right and then I just kind of forgot and got high and blew some kind yeah, of yeah that, that happens but I think I mean, <laughs> but that's the one off of the George Clooney movie too right isn't it the um Oh brother, where art thou? Yeah, and that's I, the song "Blue Moon Up." Kentucky, think that's right. Keep on shining. Yeah, uh, welcome Shine in. By the way, it's the it's the third hour here, the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday. I got suckered into. I've I've actually really liked, even though we've been on the wrong end of this. It's kind of hard for us to rivalry too hard on football when we've been beaten three times in a row by you know whatever the total is, one hundred and thirty-one points. Or my Clemson. God, yeah, no Kentucky. Oh, my bad. Clemson Ron. seven in a row. But thanks for bringing that up. Appreciate that. <laughs> like, Sorry, I got confused over which one. <laughs> but the rivaling between the two fan bases, and I guess it's all just because Louisville fans have gotten a little bit chesty when it comes to the recruiting, and UK fans don't like it. Maybe they're a little bit like, yeah, this is kind of what we were doing six, seven years ago when L was the better football program, but we were getting the better recruits, and maybe that makes them a little bit nervous because we're coming up. I don't know, but there's mm-hmm. been a lot of back and forth, and I like it. It reminds me of the heyday of the – when the game was played on Labor Day weekend, and the entire summer was just U of L UK rivalry smack talk. You had the billboards going, you got players tweeting at each other, you got the fans going at it, and we've had a little bit of that this year, which has been great. Now, I unfortunately found myself in the middle of a, a thing today. I didn't didn't want I, I didn't choose this, but somebody tagged me in a post, and this is it puts me in a weird spot because the thing that we're going to talk about, I'm going to have to defend UK a little bit, but. Daniel Byrne on Twitter, he pointed out, because UK now, they've added Eastern Illinois to their schedule for the 2028 season, which will will make 17 consecutive years of UK football not playing a, an out-of-conference game against a Power 5 team other than Louisville. They play Louisville, they play three nobodies. That's, it's who they are, it's what they've done for a while. Wait, is it UK in 17 years? Apparently. 2000, yeah, 2005. And I think that was the last one besides Louisville that they played. Yeah. yeah. So, Mark Stoops... I believe gets a, I think it's called a, I think it's a $250,000 bonus if he wins seven games in a season. With that being the case, I don't really blame him for scheduling like this. I also, as a program, don't really blame Kentucky overall for scheduling like this. When you play in the SEC, I'm not going to do the conference rivalry back and forth thing. And the ACC actually, the SEC is the best conference in football on an annual basis. More times than not, they're going to be the best conference in football. They have the best depth. They're always good at the top. We get it. We know it. We can admit that. When you're UK and you want to do things like claim, you know, we had a 10-win season, which is, that's a benchmark for them. It doesn't matter how those 10 wins came up. Nobody asked those questions. If you play in the SEC and you won 10 games, you're going, the assumption is you have to have at least beaten a couple of quality opponents. Now, last year, we can look at the record. And, you know, they didn't really beat that many good teams. We can use that as our rivalry point. But at the end of the day, they're an SEC, SEC team that won 10 games. And that's all anybody really cares about. And I don't, like, like, this is going to come off as a slide at UK, but if UK had played an extra game last season against, I don't know, like a, a top 25 team from the Pac-12, 
let's say they played, or, or even the Big 12, they played like Oklahoma State last year and they beat them. Like, we would look closely at that and give more value to the season that they had. But nationally, not a whole lot of people care. Like, like, like a whole, not many people are going to look at that and say, well, that 10 and 3 season with a win over Oklahoma State was markedly better than a 10 and 3 season with a win over, you know, Miami of Ohio or Kent State or whoever they played last year. Like, it's just nobody looks that closely at it. And it's not just a UK thing. That's pretty much for everybody, at least when you're not competing for a spot in the playoff, which, let's be honest, right now, Louisville and Kentucky are, are not in that boat. So I don't really blame them for scheduling that bad. It's not like you're not going to have marquee home games. It's not like you're not going to have showcase games in the SEC. And then you get the rivalry game against Louisville. I'll, I'll, I'll go to bat for them a little bit there. Now, where I found myself in, in a little bit of a, a pickle, and I had to say something, was because of course, UK fans see this tweet and they go nuts. All the, the standard like rent-free stuff starts coming out. All the standard takes about the ACC versus the SEC come out. And then people take it a little bit too far. They take it to a, a point where like I, I've got to call out. I, I got to call a spade a spade. So one guy comes out and says, because I don't know if you've seen this at all, Trevor. I don't know if I have to, how much I have to explain this to you. Like, Missouri and Kentucky are kind of going back and forth. I, I saw Roush tweet something about one of the Missouri players calling it a rivalry. And, yeah, and UK fans now are like, UK joked, players are like, yeah, oh, we got something for them and all I, that stuff. I was like, budding rivalry. Yeah, UK, like, I, don't, I, don't, I, I honestly, I can't tell you the backstory. I think one kid, like, was going to UK and went to Missouri or maybe vice versa. I mean, they, they've had some close games, too. I mean, you had the one where Kentucky scored the touchdown, like, the Zebra, like the, I think it was time expired on Missouri. I got no idea. Years ago. I mean, they've had some... Some come-down-to-the-wire games. But anyway, so, like, Missouri and UK are kind of going at it. And some a Louisville fan, in response to this post about the scheduling, just says, the SEC is such a gauntlet, especially when you have a long-established rivalry with Mighty Missouri. And that leads to the Kentucky logo, this account, comes out and says, Missouri is better than 10 teams in the ACC, joke of a conference. And it's at that point where I've got to say, oh, you stepped in it here. Because guess who Missouri played last year in football? Boston, they lost to Boston, Boston College. College. Yeah. Guess who Missouri lost to last year in football? That was with Jerkovich, at least. No, no, he wasn't playing. Oh, that's right. that he was, was out. That was his first game out. You're right. He did I'm not. I think correct. Their yeah. their all conference quarterback didn't yeah. even play. That's a when you're talking about like teams. If you if you said you're better than ten teams in the ACC, like who are the four teams that they're not? Like Boston College is usually in that bottom four. Let's be real. And they beat Missouri last year. So I had to be like, didn't they lose to BC last year? And then of course like. For the rest of the day, it's just people fighting my mentions all day. I can't, I can't open Twitter <laughs> without seeing that, like, yeah. yeah, you guys, we beat you by thirty-one last year, and all this stuff. I'm like, you know, like, come on, stop it. But it makes me smile that we're back in this place where we're arguing. Now we know what the next step is. The next step is for Louisville to get back to winning this game, or at least, my God, Scott, you got to be competitive against Kentucky. You got to beat Syracuse. You got to be competitive against Kentucky this beat year. Syracuse. Beat Syracuse. Beat oh, Syracuse. Oh, we're asking. We don't ask for much, Scott. We're I mean, starting yeah. step one. Step one's the most important step. I mean, we 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 we, we're, we don't want our we don't want Ferraris. We don't want two layer houses. We're we just, simple men who want to win over Syracuse. We're, we're, we're not even asking for for a, a, a Burger Week winner for for. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll 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 take you know we'll take you know something from Arby's. Okay, we're we're not asking for a lot, Scott. Just beat Syracuse. You got to be Syracuse. To the schedule thing, you know, it cracks me up when people talk about like making fucking Kentucky because all they schedule is little one and three cupcakes. People forget out before before Louisville was added to schedule in '94. That's all Kentucky did anyway. Look at Kentucky's schedules throughout the history of the pro- they would schedule Indiana and like three horrible teams. Uh-huh. They they've been doing this their entire existence. 
Now, the only difference is when they added Louisville, they had to go Louisville, Indiana, and two horrible teams. So all they've done is really dropped Indiana, and Louisville's just become their – which that's the only thing. Like, I have no problem with you wanting to do scrubs. The, I, I used to call it the R.C. Slocum, like scheduling the, the Bill Snyder uh, uh-huh. effect to where you just – you go 9-3 and three and you you lose to the three decent teams you play, but you beat up all everybody else, you know, including usually scrubs. But the Indiana drop always annoyed me because I, you know me, that's when the boomer comes out of me is when it comes to robberies and keeping robberies alive. And you didn't need to drop IU. I mean, Scoots, if you're listening, cover your ears. Well, Christian Watford hit a shot, and those kids went. Well, not just in basketball, but in football. I'm just joking. I know, I know. But football, it's like let's not back like IU is some kind of like. I mean, are really they really any much different than scheduling Kent State? No. I mean, the exception. It's the Duke football <laughs> argument. That I mean, you can yeah. take it to court. I mean, it's like, that's why I never understood why they dropped IU. I mean, I know they want to play someone like Murray or, you know, whoever. I mean, I think they want to play some eat with Eastern Kentucky or what. Like, we're going to drop them. So we're going to play some with Western, who, by the way, beat you. You're supposed to be SEC. Uh, I mean, two uh, two times, nonetheless. I just, that, that one that bothers me. Like, uh, you need IU back on the schedule. What kind of bothers me about this argument is, and we've had this discussion when it comes to, like, in basketball, Louisville fans now embracing what Kentucky fans hated to embrace before, and we kind of made fun of them with, like, the, the one and done. And, you know, it's not a, we're an unconventional program. Like, we pointed and laughed at them, and now UK fans are trying to do, like, you come here for the prestige of the program and not the NBA. And it's just, we there's so much hypocrisy in this rivalry. And one of the things wow. that I hate about Sports. doing this with UK fans <laughs> and scheduling is, we're now doing the same things that, that we were kind of accusing them of doing 10 years ago, where look at your non-conference schedule, look at your overall schedule ranking and how low it is. You may not play like any good teams outside of so-so and so, and we include ourselves. Like when UK fans used to do, they'd be like, you may not play a team that wins eight games this year. I'm like, isn't that kind of a cell phone? Like you're on our schedule. Like yeah. <laughs> you guys, your non-conference schedule sucks. All these teams are terrible. It's like, well, you're one of them. Like you were supposed to be our decent team this year, and like now, I feel like I see some Louisville fans walking into that same trap. And you know, at the end of the day, the scheduling stuff is—it's fun off-season fodder. We need to leave it behind. We got to start holding up our end of the rivalry. Like that's—that's that's it. Like I know that we're going to both sides are going to talk crap regardless of how one-sided it gets. We found that out from Kentucky when we were beating their brains in for the better part of the modern rivalry. Like they're not going to stop. Pretty much the last two decades. Yeah, we're not going to stop either, but. There comes a point in time where I mean, the last three years have been bad. There's no other way to cut it. You can't paint it pretty, especially when you know the 2018 game is what it is. That team had quit. They had nobody. They had no head coach. They had nothing going on. You can lose that game by a wide margin and have it be embarrassing, but you can justify it. The last two years where it's been a touchdown point spread and one time you were favored on your home field and you've still gotten just absolutely dog walked by your arch rivals. Like that's. It's bad. You gotta start being competitive in the series. You gotta start winning some of these games again. Do you think the Missouri rivalry with Kentucky stems from Drinkwitz and his App State connections and and, and picking up for Scott? Maybe. But did he? Would, he didn't coach under Scott at Appalachian State, did he? Did he? Was he? Uh, I've got no idea, Trevor. I can't remember either. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything to justify the Missouri Kentucky football rivalry outside of just it being a rivalry that neither side really wants. It's like the uh, us with Wake Forest, where both sides are like, nah, let, let's. I get that there's been a lot of weird stuff happen between these two programs, but let's not call it a rival. Like Wake Forest desperately wants to be rivals with like Carolina and Duke and the Tobacco Road, and like we just desperately don't want to be rivals with Wake Forest because who cares about Wake Forest? And for, and for the record, in case you're wondering, he does not. He was the OC at NC State for two years before taking the App State job after Scott left. Okay, 
though, no ties. He went to Arkansas Tech. I didn't know it was a school. Arkansas Tech? Yeah. Not state? Or, no. There's like a million directional I know, Arkansas schools. I know, that's what I'm saying. Arkansas Tech is the name of the school. It's a public university in Russellville, Arkansas. Uh, it's the Arkansas Tech University slash Ozark Campus, a two-year satellite school in the town of Ozark, where okay. uh, I guess they, they run drug money through. Um, Texas says GG Cupcakes called, and they would like to be the title sponsor to UK schedule. Gigi's cupcakes are good. I've never had them. I don't even know really? if they are. I'm not even oh, familiar. Oh, man. Those things are like, I mean, that's like cupcake crack. I mean, Dude, those, since I can't eat sugar, I try not to think about cup. Like, it's the, uh, it's the hardest thing in the world for the, me right now. The first time I had them, I, used to, I was down in Orlando. Uh, I was with a friend of mine in Orlando, and she was she, she was like, we need to go, go try these places. I don't know if they started down there or what, but, I mean, they are just like, they're, they're, the Smitty ones are just, I mean, it's like 50% icing and 50% cupcake. And they're kind of expensive, but man, are they worth it? They're it, it, throwback. They are dro. It's this texture's like the laugh when I still use that phrase. And they've opened one over by Tinseltown a couple years ago. And the, I like that I say that I don't like to think about sugar because I can't eat it right now, and it's driving me crazy. And you go on to like describe in detail the GG cupcakes. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Texture says, Stoops is scared to play good teams ever since Kentucky lost to Southern Miss. Well, they lost like Ohio too. They lost like a, they lost. They've always lost a bunch of teams before. It wasn't so just the Southern Miss thing. Picture after their breath comment too. Well, <laughs> had to happen. Uh, Texture says you are in the American CUSA and ACC. Why don't you play tougher teams? Well, I mean, we have over the years, and also we're not in. I, we're in one of those conferences now. We're in the ACC. I mean, look at our schedule. Look at our non-conference schedules coming up. I mean, you can't. Are you really going to like say we don't schedule tough out of conference? I've I've been saying for a while. I wish we scheduled less tough games. Because yeah, I mean, we the last several years we've gone after what we consider is really the best, the best of your SEC. We've got four games on six games with Notre Dame still on the schedule coming up. We've got home and homes with uh, Georgia and Texas A and M. Um, I mean, prior to that, you're playing Ole Miss, who's one of the better teams in the ACC. You got Alabama. Played Auburn. Auburn you played I Alabama. Mean, yeah, I mean, who? I mean, Louisville. You can listen. Even even before Louisville joined the ACC, you can you can you can say what you want about Louisville. You will never. I will never accept you saying that we 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 avoid tough teams out of conference. That started with Schnellenberger. Anytime, anyone, anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to say, well, you play a cupcake <laughs> schedule in conference. That's fine. I mean, that, that's something you can. Lil was always, always going back again to the Snowburger days. Has gone to, uh, is gone, is has been aimed to schedule as tough as they can at a conference. This is just totally random, but I just realized Arkansas Tech's nickname is the Wonder Boys. The Arkansas Tech Wonder Boys. <laughs> the women are the Golden Sons, and the men are the Wonder. Why Boys. Why can't they just be the Wonder Women? I don't know. I'm just, or the Wonder Girls. I was about to, I had the wiki page still up, and I was about to close it, and I just happened to see that to the last. That's the dumbest the, thing I've ever heard of. The nicknames are the Wonder Boys and the Golden Sons. But if they were trying to be gender neutral, shouldn't they not use the word sons, even though it's spelled differently? Hmm. I mean, that can be misconstrued, right? Texas, oh, this is TJ Walker. How are those games against those SEC teams going? Well, we did have a seven-game win streak against SEC teams First, before this losing streak started. TJ. Two things. One, suck it. We beat Florida when you guys hadn't beat them in like 40 years. Yeah. So suck that. Amen that. I didn't say we were successful in this scheduling process. Hey, we beat A&M in the Music City Bowl. I just said we were afraid to do it. Big difference. Huge. Massive. 
Yeah, I mean, scheduling Bama to start 2018 in hindsight, could have avoided it, would have preferred to avoid it. We almost beat Auburn when they were top five. Yeah. But we had, like, before the before the Georgia loss in the Belk Bowl, like, Louisville had done something. They won, like, eight straight games against SEC teams because we'd beaten UK a bunch of times in a row. And we had the win over Florida in the Sugar Bowl. And we'd beaten, I think, a couple other. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't, like, a sexy SEC team, but we'd done well. I mean, we've been, we, we, but recently not so much. We, we can admit that. We used to schedule making me growing up watching us play in Tennessee, even though those weren't exactly turned out the best because they destroyed Jeff's leg. But and you had Ohio State game, which is one of my favorite games of all time, despite a loss. How we should have won that game. I know the 2019 game that was still my favorite to watch. I see that sometimes come up on Big Ten Network under Ohio State classics too, and it's still fun to somewhat watch, even though you know the ending's disappointing. But A and M was scheduled constantly. Michigan State used to be played regularly. I mean. We got AM coming in yeah, I mean, 28 and 29. Now, I will say this about the non conference schedules. After this season and next season, they're going to take a mild downturn. Because 24, we've got. We're playing. We shouldn't have to schedule as hard as we, we used to in the past. Now, we're, we shouldn't have to, but. You know. No. I mean, you're hoping the rest of the ACC catches up. You would hope, yeah. Florida State can't stay down forever. We've been saying that for like five years. Um, but <laughs> we have been haven't we? in 2024, we're at USF, who at the time seemed like a, like they've been down, like they're not going to be good this year. They shouldn't be. God, please, Scott, beat USF. Um, but like, who knows how they're going to be? They've had flashes over the years. And then Indiana gets back on the schedule. They start actually in 2023, and then we play them uh, in 2024 at home. And then VMI and then Kentucky. And then the year after that, it's EKU, Indiana, Bowling Green, and Kentucky. That's, I would love to have Indiana and Kentucky on a schedule year in, year out. Well, I mean, we're going to do it for the next, from 23 through 25, they're both going to be on those schedules. And then if we want the other two out-of-conference games, you can you can split with either every so often do two cupcakes or do a cupcake in a SEC or another tough opponent. But then you start back the 26th schedule that we've all been talking about. You've got Georgia, you're at Kentucky, you're at Notre Dame, and then that's the year where we have Clemson and Florida State and Miami all on the ACC schedule. And then you get Georgia back on the road in 27 the year after that. So, And then the A&M schedule starts. So... I mean, even when we were in the ACC, we were scheduling Florida State when they were at their peak out of conference. I'm sorry. I, I just have trouble letting go that there's people telling us we don't schedule tough out of conference. Texas says Bush's beans are the official beans of the SEC. That's all. Did you see that? Bush's beans? They named the, they have official beans of the SEC. It just beans more. That was the tweet that Bush has put out. It just beans more. This is a real world that we live in now. First of all, I like that. I'm sorry. I, I'm guilty. I, I think that's cute. I think that's funny. I like it. Nice fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if, if it's worth spending millions of dollars to be the official BDSC just to make it. I think you could have just done that without doing the SEC. I'm thinking about those beans. Is <laughs> uh, I can't. But then again, also, I think of beans. I'll never get past the scene in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Sex says Mike I got the cure for long COVID Move into Trevor's for a month Drink beer Smoke weed every night Have a good time You'll forget the symptoms I've tried both those things I'll They make it 10 times worse Worst case Yeah you may not get better But you'll forget you're sick no, You won't Trust me Alcohol is You can't have one drop I, I tried it again For the first time in a while like one well, step, I'm like on my ass for three days. It's well, the weirdest thing in the entire I world. I hate my it. House, so it's okay. What about the? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's it's awful. <laughs> beer and caffeine, just ugh. it's the weirdest thing. Never had a problem before. I drink three cups of coffee every day for the last like ten years up until this happened. Can't have a sip. If you told me I had to cut out all caffeine, sugar, it's not fun. Side vices. I mean, you might as well be like taking my shoelaces and belt with it. It's awful. Because I mean, I'm on watch. Yeah. 
Texas says, uh, you schedule tough out of conference because the conference sucks. It doesn't suck. It's, I mean, come on. UK schedules tough conference games and weak out of conference. Uh, what's the difference? Again, the point is, is that I'm not saying you shouldn't, I'm not having nothing against Kentucky scheduling some cupcakes, but you're talking about dropping Indiana. I mean, what does that say? What are you saying to me And when you're thinking we need somebody easier than Indiana? You're really invested in the UK-Indiana rivalry. I am heavily invested in, in state rivalries right next to each other, yes. I, Texas says, F off, Kentucky fans. I swear I can't stand those. Can't say that. Need Trevor to become the ultimate UK troll. You kind of are. I mean, okay. I mean, I don't troll. I mean, it's not trolling if it's honest, right? Texas for being the ninth best overall program in the SEC, Kentucky fans are pretty chesty. Are they, like, currently ninth? They're not currently ninth. Currently they're, like, what? Probably sixth, seventh? All that matters is they've been beating us bad. Like, we can't say anything. I mean, that's you, that's where I stand. I, you, I will take my medicine right now and say like, we can't really. They're chesty for that reason. I keep forgetting they're behind pretty much everybody in the West, though. That's the problem. It's like you, you, when you say that, and it's like, no way they're like sixth or seventh because they're kind of like third, maybe arguably third or fourth in the SEC East. But I forget they're pretty much behind everybody uh, short of maybe Mississippi State. Well, hey, Miss, maybe even Mississippi State. Now, did you see the, the the quote I mentioned earlier? Like SEC, I feel like all conference media days have kind of gotten bland over the years. You don't get a whole lot of like big time quotes. That was not the case today. You well, you you had Nick Saban, which was a disappointment. He got asked well, about Jimbo Fisher once, and then nobody came back at him. SEC is also the only one anybody cares about too. Pretty much, but yeah. you know they'll pay attention to like if. If Dabo Sweeney got naked at ACC Media Days, it would be a big story. Or said, like, I like getting naked in front of my players, which, you know, maybe he would. I mean, would anybody really be that surprised? I've seen him sitting on laps. I mean. But today we had a we had an all-time Media Day quote. Ooh. Do you even know who – I'm not judging you because I didn't know before today okay. – who Clark Lee is. Clark Lee? Clark Lee. I feel like he coaches Tulane, but I can't be right since you're in – that while they were an original charter member of the SEC, are currently not an SEC member. Clark Lee is the head football coach at Vanderbilt. Why is it always Vanderbilt coaches when we talk about this? Because nobody knows who they are. Nobody cares who they are. Like I said, I brought up the other day, and I had the coach's name wrong. The, the Vanderbilt coach giving the story about working in factories and stuff. Yeah. Clark Lee, he had his first season on the job last year. They went 2-10 and 10 overall, 0-8 in the SEC. Clark Lee, going into his second season, had this to say at SEC Media Days, quote, We know in time... Vanderbilt will be the best football program in the country. Not in Tennessee. Like academically? <laughs> not in the Nashville area. In the entire country. My favorite tweet was a Woody Whitehurst, who I follow on Twitter. He's a Clemson fan, actually. He goes, he must have seen one of those C-level maps that only leaves Nashville dry. <laughs> we know in time, uh, Vanderbilt will be the best football program in the country. I mean, he's not lacking confidence, at least. <laughs> I mean, I mean, start with winning a conference game, let hey, alone many conference games. He's a Vanderbilt alum, apparently. He's from Nashville. You're just looking up who Clark Lee is still. Of course I am. I You're just, not reacting to the quote. Uh, well, I'm trying to learn who he is. First of all, I would have lost a bet. I would have probably guessed black, but he's white. Uh, second, he's played fullback. I mean, I, I, I guess I like the confidence. I mean. There's a limit, though. I mean, it didn't, and then if you're Clark Lee. We are talking about him on a Louisville first radio of all, show. The name sounds made up. Second of all, like it sounds like a cheesy like gimmick name you got from like a roster creator uh, on one of the video games. Like, come up with Clark Lee, small forward. He's not going to be at Vanderbilt in more like three years anyway. So I mean, if Vanderbilt becomes the best 
football program in America, as Clark Lee says. Ain't no way in hell Clark Lee is staying at Vanderbilt. Like, like the, if he makes Vanderbilt into a seven and five team, no way in hell Clark Lee is staying at Vanderbilt. Like, this is. I mean, we saw what happens when you went to Vanderbilt. You get to Penn State. It's such an absurd quote that, like, you, props to him because he's getting people to talk about him. He's getting people to talk about Vanderbilt at SEC Media Days, which in and of itself is an accomplishment. This may be the biggest win Vanderbilt has this entire season. <laughs> It's the first time they've even been relevant since they had a woman kicker. Uh, Clay Travis is still pissed about that. Furious. He's still angry. I mean, maybe maybe he was confused. Maybe he was speaking of football as in soccer. I mean, how good is their soccer program? Do they even have one? I That's what I'd like. I double checked the quote to make sure that he like said football because I was like, maybe he's talking about baseball. <laughs> he's talking about something. He says Vanderbilt football debate team. Texas says we need uh, tra- Trev slams like we had Ram slams. Yeah, we do. What's a Ram slam? When John used to be like, he'd like, you know, getting like a little like corny jab at UK that I loved. He'd be like, well, like, of course, football. Do they even have a football program? I'd be like, Ram slam. <laughs> we had like 50 a day. <laughs> now we have Trev slams. Uh, uh, I almost called him Clyde. Clark was a defensive coordinator from Notre Dame for two years. You, what, I don't care who Clark, I, I give up on who Clark Lee is. All I know is he's the Vanderbilt coach. I don't need his background. Well, I'm just curious. Maybe he spent like three years in rehab. I feel like you pull up these Wikipedia pages and you feel like you just have to give all the info because you did that work. <laughs> the work of typing. You're like, like the, the writer who has to use all the, the quotes that he got because he's like, I can't leave anything out now. I got I did all this work. I'm not going to just let this go to waste. Why does Wikipedia keep asking me for donations? I know. It's that time of the year. Texas, Mike, why, why did you open this can of beans? I don't know. Get it? Beans? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Do you eat beans? I'm not a big beans guy. I don't hate beans. I don't eat them regularly, but they're one they're one food I will I will I will I'll give it a go on occasion. Not black beans, though. Black beans are disgusting. Texas says TK takedowns. I like that. TK takedowns. TK takedown. Texas, somebody told the Vandy coach that Dabo getting naked in Charlotte this week. Clark Kentley said, Hold my beer. Clark Did you see Dabo? Play. Somebody also said uh, Matt Jones completely plagiarized your tweet. I did see the the yeah plagiarized similarities between. So Dabo came out and did his like dance and his thing, and I said he looked like a. I said I said the energy of the mega church summer camp MC vibes were off the charts, and Matt Jones said today that the mega church pastor vibes for uh, the Frank Beamer on a tweet were ooh that's were too strong. close to be just a coincidence. It was I a little think. bit of a may have just he may have seen the tweet subconsciously. And mimicked it. I'm choosing to give Matt the benefit of the doubt there. Kind of like Elaine made the comic and it turned out to be a Ziggy. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a Ziggy. <laughs> You're on top of Ziggy. <laughs> Texas says Vanderbilt is on a collision course with a conference win. The only variable is time. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take more of your text as well. Man, uh, ten games. I've got a male high football tidbit that I want to get to as, since oh, Trevor is a yeah. like, sort of de facto male high fan. We are male. Uh, reminding you again, though, this show brought to you by our friends over at AirServe. EMTs for your HVAC, keeping you comfortable and safe in your home all year long. These guys do it all. It's not just AC repair. It's not just uh, you know heating, heating and cooling system repair during the summer, the winter. They offer air quality solutions like air purification systems and allergen protection. They offer carbon monoxide and smoke detector installation. They offer humidifiers and dehumidifiers, all guaranteed to keep your house. <laughs> I can't say the word. <laughs> you okay there? Oh, I got choked up a little bit. I'm over here reading Clark Lee's uh, Wikipedia page. I wasn't paying attention. Well, you need to be calling AirServe. Uh, AirServe.com backslash. <laughs> <There's a Vanderbilt>. <laughs> <laughs> AirServe.com backslash Louisville. When you spell it, spell it A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show here on a Tuesday. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X.
finesse The track hits your eardrum like a to your chest Like a vest for your dick in the stadiums We in that Our sex state for the bomb or bomb ass hell. Ever since Sonny's was wearing sassoons, now it's not even five. And they clock me and watch me diamond shining. Looking like a Rob Liberace. It's so good. Okay. Battle of Bail. Can they say Bail? I don't know. Here's the thing. I went with. I did the same thing. I typed in radio edit version. Unreal. And the no, this isn't the radio edit How version. How crude were we in 1996? The radio edit version actually does say most of those words. Then I did, a, but then I was like, I don't know. Like, I get so. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Nervous? Cold feet. When it comes to, like, using especially rap songs on the station. Like, I mean, I said the D word on air earlier. So. I've already been doing drugs like six times, including trying crack. It's July 19th. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, you did not you did not admit to trying crack. You said last night you like should I try crack, and I said no. Thank you for your advice, by the way. You're welcome. I'm glad you've been like, yeah, do it till you lose some weight, then get off. No, of it. I mean, but so I I did. I was like, I don't know. So I typed in like clean version, and you know where someone like makes a clean. And this came up, and I'm like, well, they were really extra clean, very clean. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'll go with this version just to be safe. Because if anything, I thought it would. Would get you a uh, a guy's conversation piece out of you. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Don't like you know it. the weird thing is, is like the Tupac version is no edits. Really? Like, yes. They say hoochies? <laughs> yes. Like, Tupac. And I feel like this person cleaned up Dre. And by the time Tupac came around, he's like, yeah. He just gets lazier as the song goes on. He <laughs> got to the like, like, Pac's good. Bomb beat from Drake. Let me serenade the streets of LA. From Oakland to Sacktown. The K area and back down. Cali is winning, but they back down. Show me love! So, yeah, we didn't really catch anything. There was nothing no, that should have been added. I just happened to get lucky. He was actually rapping. I just had it playing. I just tuned it up. Oh, gotcha. That was just, that was just good timing, actually. I forget Roger Troutman produced that song, song as well. Of course. Who could forget Roger Troutman producing that song? I've talked about Roger Troutman with you. I think you have. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it just happened here. MLB draft still going on. Third and final day still? of the draft. Uh, we, I think we had a total of four UofL players were drafted yesterday. Today, no Louisville players taken during the final day, but a pair of high school commits, uh, Gavin Killen and then Corbin Dickerson from Trinity High School here locally, oh, cool. were both selected. I, I guess you'd have to see their offer sheet. I don't know where their heads are, but I'd assume it's so late that there's a good shot that both are going to wind up at Louisville, but we'll see. I think you can expect both the, the guys that were taken in the top 50, they're gone. Uh, Cam Collier and the, um, the the pitcher whose name escapes me right now, they're both going to go pro, not going to make it to campus. But Killen and Dickerson, who knows? Uh, we'll see if what their contracts are like. We'll see if they have a, a signing bonus. Hopefully they can both be Cardinals for at least selfish purposes. You've had, you had teammates got drafted, didn't you? I had, well, Brian Brown was drafted. I know drafted Brian year got drafted, after. yeah, that, uh, that whole. Yeah, Nobody that. my like my senior year got drafted, um, but we had guys that were like we had scouts come and look, but they none of them got drafted. Ever, I think they you, all were going to go to college. Did you ever think you might hear your name get drafted? No, no. God, no, no. I mean, you you own the Patterson, the, the Cardinal Stadium record for batting average. I did, and also you know all district twenty six. Yeah, district, yeah. You know because I played for Trinity, and we had Atherton and Seneca in our district, and that was it. I wonder if anybody from Wagner. I mean, obviously in the modern history, no, but I mean, I don't know how far back the draft because I wonder if anybody Wagner got drafted. I can't imagine. I doubt it too. Like our, our like Hall of Fame, which is the banners hanging in the gym, which, I mean, 
there's not many of them. It's like Rick Henry and uh, Corey Douglas and I forget who else is on there. Now there's only like five of them anyway. Now, speaking but, of high school but, sports, I wanted to bring yeah. this up. This is a, I've been teasing this all day, so I do want to mention it. Okay, yeah. Because I didn't know this, and it's, it's a cool fact. At least it's cool to me. Male high school this year, uh, your, your uncle's over there. He's AD ended up, Best seventh AD region AD of the year. Of the year. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, they named the award after him. Always, I know they have to replace a lot from this past season. They also lost the kid who was committed to UofL, who now transferred to the school in Tennessee. But Vinny Anthony's gone. Uh, Salem Brown's gone. They, they've they made the state title game the last three years. But it's male. They should be competitive. They should yeah. still be a very – beast. One of the best teams in the 6A. They are just six games off of the winning being the winningest high school football program in the history of America. Oh, God, John's going to remind me of that. I had no idea about this. They they are in America? They have the second most wins of any high school football program in America. They're behind only Valdosta High School in Georgia, which was the— I, I tried to get you to watch that show last year, uh, Titletown. It's where Rush yeah, Probst, yeah. who'd been on the—he was on two-a-days back uh, in the day. I think of Valdosta, I think of Al Mummy, but yeah. Yeah, he, well, that's the, the college, but this exactly. is the high school. Yeah, yeah. He took over that program. He was supposed to bring him back to promise. They haven't won a state title in like 20 years or something. And he gets fired because he feuded with the boosters and stuff, and they found out all these— you know, recruiting violations and these things have happened. So I'm assuming because of the rush probes leaving a crater wherever he goes, Valdosta may be in kind of a low spot right now. If Mail can keep producing 11, 12, 13 win seasons, Which they, will. they should probably pass Valdosta, if not this year, then in a couple of years and become, I mean, that's a cool fact to have. I, I know that some local schools haven't been playing as long, but still to be able to claim well, we have more wins than any high school football program in America is no small feat. No, I mean, longevity obviously has something to do with it. I mean, male's been playing since, like, like 1850 or something. I mean, I mean, they do – and the male manual rivalry is – I know it gets bragged about to me. Sure. Is the oldest rivalry, like, what, east of the Mississippi or something, I think. My yeah. uncle coached the – he coached male to the victory in the 100th game of the rivalry. He's, got the, was, he's got the game ball in his base. I think it's what it is. I think it's east of the Mississippi. I think there's one rivalry, I guess, like, out west that's older in some way, but – uh, or maybe it's even east of the app, this side of the Appalachian. It's one of the mountains. It's, it's one of those like at uh, east of this or that. Uh, the the little and man, or manual and male are the oldest. But that's that is awesome. That's a, that's cool that's a cool little stat. Yeah, I mean, I would have. I don't know if you'd asked me. I wouldn't have even guessed that they would like when you started to say that. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say state. No. And that makes sense. I mean, male's been good. They've been playing for so long. Yada yada yada. Yeah. But in the country, I mean, pretty impressive. That's so suck at Valdosta, go Bulldogs. Let's get mailed to number I mean, one. Especially when you have, I mean, I, I guess obviously a, t- a school like Matter Day hasn't been playing as long, but I mean, they went like twelve years without losing a game. Long time. And, and they went. The, I think I want to say they. I mean, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say they went like twenty years without losing a game, and the, and it was all off the the. I think the last game they lost before their streak was the Monty Tumor was the quarterback. Gosh. And he, that tells you anything. He like played quarterback and they lost, and they went on. I got screw that. And once they went on, not lose again for so long. But all right, we have like uh, ten minutes here. Let's try to get to as many of these texts as we can. We'll all try right. to catch up here since we've uh, we've played behind here. We'll go back to some of these from early in the show. Texas says, if the hypnotism had already happened, Trevor wouldn't be complaining about Burger Week. Hypnotize Trevor. What are you gonna hypnotize me to do? Eat us out. Okay. It's happening. Uh, going back to the KP talk, Texas says, I'm going to seem like a KP apologist, but it just doesn't seem realistic to me for a new coach to come into our situation and get three or four starter types right off. No NCAA garbage, sure, but how? not how Mac left it. I'm with you on, I think there are built-in excuses for why the roster for, I think it should have been better. Like, you could have gotten some guards out there. You had, I, I mean, mm-hmm. 
Like 33% of college basketball players were in the transfer portal. So you had quite literally hundreds of guards out there that you could have taken. They didn't all have to be Tyrese Hunters or Malachi Smiths. Like you could have gotten some good players out there to join your program who just wanted to be Louisville Cardinals. You could have gotten I mean, some Jared West types. Like As much as we kind of bagged on Jared West and, and Mason Faulkner and Noah Locke last year, you'd probably take a couple of those guys this year for, for next year's team just not having any guard besides L. Ellis. At least just for depth. Even if they're not going to be relied on that heavily, you'd like to have them on the roster. So I, I think there should be some criticism there. But I get that it's not as easy a turnaround as maybe Mac's first season was. Where I, I think the criticism has to come is if he doesn't kill it with the 2023 class. I think then, again, yeah. barring the IARP, like the texture said earlier, coming out in October or early November and banning us from the 2024 tournament, because clearly that would have an effect on recruiting in the upcoming cycle. As long as that doesn't happen, you got to get some guys in the 2023 class because that's what you promised you were bringing to the table. Here. If you keep Mac, if Mac stays, I mean, how does this team roster look any better, really? I mean, oh, we're like season ticket sales are at like 1,500. If this, if it's the same roster with Chris Mack as the head coach right now, everybody's like fire him now. Well, I'll, you wouldn't have the same roster because you would have a, you would have had the two recruits he probably recruited with uh, Wise and uh, and and Davis would have probably be, would be here instead. You Maybe. probably don't have Hunley Hatfield. I'm just saying if. Yeah, I'm not really saying like what would have happened if Mack had stayed. I'm saying like if this roster were the same and Mack were the head coach, people would be like you know, lighting us up every single day. This is unacceptable and all this stuff. And I get that it's not an apples to apples conversation, but hell, I mean, if it was like if we can you imagine if we brought in Mick Cronin, who people already didn't no. really want, and no. he had this exact roster for next season, like nobody would be giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'd be drinking enough for the both of us. Texas, the burger at Holy Grail is one of the best in the city. I, that's a good addition to the burger I mean, conversation. It's called Holy Grail. Shouldn't they have a good burger? It's got a great burger. I've never heard of it, though. Oh, it's delicious. Um, Texas, I if I hear that lazy POS mention DoorDash one more time. <laughs> this is a, I think it, <laughs> I'm a POS philosopher of sports? Yes. <laughs> is that what it stands for? Person of specialty. Person of specialty. What, what do you got against DoorDash? You, what are you, a Postmates guy or something? If you got the means to afford it, why What's would a, you not just DoorDash it? I mean, everything should be... I, I mean, why hate on DoorDash, man? Texas says Trevor could describe every burger he's ever had, and they all will be the same burger. Yeah. That's why... See, but see, I think that puts me in a different level and a better level than most, because everyone else is, like, making these burgers awesome because they're adding all this side stuff. I'm looking for the pure burger. You're a simple man. I'm a simple Leonard man. Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Thank you. Cheese pizza. I mean, cheese pizza, cheeseburgers. <laughs> I want my own cheese pizza. Uh, <laughs> that movie. Every time I see it, it makes me want to order cheese pizza. For oh reason. my god, that and cheese, I hate cheese it pizza. looks so good. And I don't like cheese pizza. And I I've never remember. agreed with anything you've said more. Yeah. When I see that pizza in that limo, I'm like, that's this is the, the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle of life. Then you get it, and you're like, eh. screw you. Every cheese, every pizza commercial in the '80s, like the cheese is just stretching everywhere. You're like, that looks incredible, and then you're like, oh, oh it's yeah. Play-Doh. Yeah, Craig Robinson's made me order pizza at least three times. But, but I, I, I'm a purist. Like you're, you're putting mushrooms and cheese and and sauce and guacamole and eggs and and I don't know what else on your burger. That's not. A, that's just hiding it. That that's not a real burger. I'm looking for the pure burger. I don't. I don't. I want Babe Ruth hitting home runs. I don't want Mark McGuire all steroided out. That's what you people are gonna. That's why my <laughs> me picking the best burger is more pure 
and, and just at, and at heart. What a defense. My burger's Babe Ruth. Your burger's Mark McGuire. <laughs> you have to have all that crap on it inside of it and everything. I don't do that. Texas says, unpopular opinion, but I'd just as much like to get A.J. Johnson if we don't get D.J. He would be an excellent backup option. I think A.J. Johnson's great. He also he comes with a lot of flair, a lot of hype around his name. I mean, it's not like it's D.J. or bust. You... Well, there are players no, in the 2023 it, it, class. It is, dude. Come on. I mean, but I'm saying I think people would be okay if you lose out on DJ Wagner if you still get like a top five class that has a couple of five stars and like AJ Johnson and some other guys. That will get people still but, defending it, but there's going to be people no matter what if they don't get DJ. There's a there's a symbolic element to DJ Wagner for sure. It's not just about his skill set. Yeah. It, it's about the promise of what you're going to bring. It's the promise of you're going to beat Kentucky out for these guys. It's the promise of we hired his grandpa. Um, and recruiting him had to at least have been a small piece of that puzzle. Like, like all of that stuff comes into play. It's, I mean, we've, we've lost so many recruiting battles to Kentucky. I mean, we've lost so many games to Kentucky over the years. Like we want the tables to start turning. This rivalry is a big deal around here and getting DJ Wagner, I think was supposed to be kind of the, the, the first sign of that happening and losing him. Even if he winds up being not a great player is still a, a bad hit for the Louisville fan base, just for the symbolic nature of it all. If I, uh, two options, you get DJ Wagner, and then like three, two, maybe borderline three-star guys with them. Or you get no DJ Wagner and you get four, like four borderline five-star guys. The latter. You're going with, with yeah. the, the... I mean, now keep in mind, you can... Just because there are two borderline three doesn't mean you're not getting a stud player. I right. mean, we can point... All of our best players have come from that because God knows our five-stars have all sucked. I mean, so you would still... You would you would, you would would do that over, the DJ, over getting DJ Wagner. You would go to the secondary. It'd be close. I mean, I have to know exactly who the guys were. It's a, well, just anybody. Yeah. Just, I'm saying four or five-star guys. Four guys that are – three of them are four-star, border or five, depending on you ask. Yeah. One's a definite five, maybe. Texas, I can somewhat understand the lack of recruits with the looming possibility of a postseason ban, especially considering the majority of transfer portal people are in their last year of eligibility. Well, that's kind of the issue, and, and yeah, we've we're rehashing that, yeah. this some of the, with some of the guys. But some of the ones – I mean, like Tyrese Hunter, who's a freshman, plenty of years of eligibility – I think less of an excuse there. Um, but Tyree Sutter, though, probably would, his size eligibility is only looking at probably playing one more year, though. I think you're probably right. So, I think that's a safe assumption. So I would, at least that's why I'm telling myself why we didn't get it. It's him. why I keep saying the same thing over and over again. I'm, I'm not going to, to judge him too harshly on this first season, on this first roster. Yeah. Do I think it could be better? Sure. Do I think it could have been like top 25 good? Probably not. But where I start judging him is the second recruiting class in the second season. I think then if it's still woeful or if it's just not as good as we want it to be, then you can start being. I think legitimately critical. I do still feel if a good coach should get this team as a possible bubble team, though. Texas this doesn't KP get credit for keeping Lance? If Reed left LSU because their coach got fired, then KP should get credit for keeping Lance. I think Absolutely, he should, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, Texas fellows, the issue according to twenty four seven rankings. Okay, this is a long, long read. Um, Speaking of rankings, we don't have time to get into it, but did I see right that? The on three stuff on three with the football rankings and they just like totally bash us. It's a little bit more like that was a discussion I wanted to have yesterday. We I, we probably should have it tomorrow because I think it's a little. We bit, don't have enough time today. We yeah. don't. We're we're up against the end of the show already. It's a little bit more. There's more to it than just what Louisville fans want it to be, and I, I know it's already driven Keith Wynn crazy. He's, oh, I clicked on Pierce Clarkson and had him like as a three star. Like, and I think they ranked him at like 50th in his position. Yeah. If I read the screenshot right now, I. There's definitely a possibility I didn't, but I mean, I, I thought I did. Texas Babe Ruth was once thought to have injected himself with a similar extract from from sheep testicles, but it made him ill, and he never used it again. Is that true? No. It's one of those things I, I can kind of buy. Listen, 
Babe Ruth was was eating burgers, drinking beer, steak, three in the morning, doing. Babe Ruth was the man. Granted, I mean it's different sports. Whose side are you on in the Dan Dockage versus Indy Starfield? Do you even have to ask? I mean, I'm not a Greg Doyle guy, even though he's changed a little bit over the years. But ooh, that's a tough one, though. Be nice to Doyle. Doyle as a come on, he comes on the station a lot. Dockage is very Doyle, like 07. Like Doyle's changed a lot since he's left the national gig. But I, I'm not on Dockage's side in any way, shape, form, walk of life, anything. No, never. I was, my, my favorite Doyle is he sat in front of me at a press conference for Jim Calhoun one time and just annoyed Calhoun to the point where I thought Jim Calhoun was going like to come down and like try to smack That's him. pretty much what he did. Like, And I'm just sitting there like, and the whole time I felt like he, I know he wasn't talking to me, but I'm sitting right behind Doyle, so he's looking like at me as he's yelling at him. I'm like, I didn't do anything. All right, we've talked too long here. Uh, quick tonight, all-star game. Who you got? It's American not, League. It's not starting, so you got to take the AL. Haven't they won like 35 years in a row? I, I'm, just, I'm, an a, I'm a Blue Jay fan, so I'm an AL guy. I'm going to take the AL. I'm an NL guy. They never win. The AL always wins, which blows my mind that it's that. Like, I don't understand how that can be that lopsided when you, like, it's an all-star game. People are only kind of trying. you got similar players. It's not like the World Series is always this lopsided, but the AL always wins this thing. i got to take the did, AL did tonight. I, did I see where they said if it ends in, like, if it's tied up to nine innings, they're not even going to go to extra innings, just call it a tie-in again? Is that true? I think I, I think I saw well, that. There's nothing on the line anymore, so they might as well. Oh, man. Lord, a tie. Who cares? That was overblown. I didn't care about the tie. Also, I don't think I don't think they should have like limits on player. Like a guy can only pitch like two, and let him pitch longer if he wants. Sure. If but he nobody, pitches longer, no, he, there's a deal. Nobody wants to. I mean, if he, gets, if he pitches longer, he gets hurt. You know, let let that be a beat between those managers. Anyways, uh, we're out for the day. Enjoy the All Star Game tonight if that's your thing. Enjoy the with the World Track and Field Championships if that's your thing. Somebody else texted that in. <laughs> Regardless of what you're doing, have a fantastic Tuesday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three o'clock right here on 1450 The Big X. Yeah,